0: Hello and welcome to another episode of Video Game Logic. Today's show was recorded on February the 15th, 2017. I'm your host, gaming psychologist. With me as always, my late Valentine. (laughs) Uh,
1: Caffeine Rage. Here to make it a threesome. Miss.
0: And all the way to an orgy.
2: <laughs> Go, Shark.
0: He doesn't
1: sound too excited to be here.
2: I'm excited. I was just uh, imagining I an orgy now. Excited.
0: <laughs> <laughs> On today's show, we will be, of course, discussing the games that we played. And with four of us, there will be many of them. Uh, and the rest of the show is going to be the Valve show. We've got Steam Direct Publishing replacing Steam Greenlight. Steam Discovery 2.0 leads to game sales. Valve thinks modders definitely need to be paid, and Community Corner will mostly just be Tweet Central this week since we have our only two participants on the show. Timestamps will, of course, be following their respective topics in the show notes. How you doing, boys? Huh? And so no, good, doing
3: good, doing good. <laughs> that was, made I was mid poppy swig. You know, oh, Ghost, of, you sound a little bit quiet all of a sudden. We will record at a time that is normal to me, and people will realize, you know, this Khmis guy is not really that much of an asshole when he has more than three hours of sleep. <laughs> <laughs> Wait,
1: uh, how is that different when you're uh, well rested?
3: I'm just intentionally an asshole then. <laughs> 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 how are you, Ghost? First
0: timer on the show?
2: I'm doing good, doing good. I figured tonight to would uh, be uh, better. This would be better than doing what I was going to do and studying all night. So, you know, whatever. Yeah,
0: we we hit you last minute.
2: Yeah, you know,
0: procrastination. Yeah, well, it's, That's well, it's
1: thing. mostly to settle this feud uh, in the community corner. Oh, God. No, are we going to do this tonight? <laughs> <laughs> all right. <laughs> well, it's more, uh, you know, just uh, throwing you two in, uh, sitting back and uh, watching you fight while Jerry and myself have some popcorn.
3: If no popcorn makes right crunchy sounds on the mic. If I say right now that we can just we just agree to disagree, will you kick Ghost out? Hey, wait, what?
2: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was gonna be nice and I was gonna start off with an agreement with you on something, but you know what? Maybe, uh, part, maybe part of me take wants the to say, off now.
0: part of me wants to say yes for comedic effect, but the rest <laughs> of me just says no because that would be mean.
1: No, si- not no mean. simple. If uh, they uh, agree to disagree, we walk them both in the crate and just uh, shake it for a bit. <laughs>
2: be like Schrödinger's cat are we both alive or dead
0: definitely dead you killed each other okay well since we have many many minutes worth of content for this show let's just go ahead and dive right in who wants to go first talking about the games they played this week
2: any takers ghost shark Okay. Okay. <laughs> uh, yeah, I, well, how did I know that was going to happen first timer? Alright.
1: Um,
0: I
2: mean, you listen to the show. You know how it goes. I, I You know what? I Do I listen to the show anymore? I can't remember. Um,
1: Probably not after all right. this week.
4: <laughs>
2: <laughs> Alright, so f- I guess first and foremost game that I played is uh, Stone Hearth. Okay. Uh, it is a isometric view... Um,
0: well, okay. I just lost
2: Jared. Well, it... All right. Actually, it's on my
0: wish list. I've had it on there for
2: a while. Yeah, one it's one of the ones on that's wish on the... List. Have you ever it, sorted... It's on the sorted part of the wish list. Have any of you guys ever heard of Towns?
1: Yeah. Uh, yeah, I and mean, massively it's, disappointed about what they did to it. Uh, yeah. Uh, out of those... Well, there was two that came out at about the same time. Towns and Numoria. <laughs> and I actually... I, I do I have happened, one, too,
2: Numoria. yeah. So, Stonehearth is basically like the successor to towns only it's actually working and it's uh, balanced and, better uh, does
1: that have a, a developer that's uh still active
2: uh they are actually because that's uh, what happened towns
1: was that the developer just uh, basically up and quit without really any warning
2: yeah i do remember that because i was i love that game when I, was, when I was out and about but so no storm hearth it's same general theme only it's better graphics it's not the cheesy pixel graphics it's kind of like chibi Minecraft. Um Yeah, it looks cute, but uh it's it sucks up a lot of my time. <laughs> it's oh, so not basically perfect. it's
1: your version of Rimworld. Uh,
2: actually, yeah. Because yeah. I, I
1: fired up Rimworld last night to goof around with it, uh and next thing I knew 7 hours had passed.
2: Yeah, I mean that's. I, and, I don't really. It wasn't even.
1: I was. I wasn't even recording. I was just you know messing around with a couple of things.
2: Yeah, and then there's. I mean, there's not a whole lot to do right now because it is still fairly early alpha. But you know, you just build a little settlement. You you fend off invaders coming into your territory, and you know you make people into the different professions and have them do different things. And
1: it's essentially you know, uh, the uh, one of the better dwarf fortress light or yeah. like depending on how you want to uh, phrase it uh, games, isn't it? I I, I missed out on getting it in a bundle at some point on creepies, if I recall correctly. Yeah, I mean it's definitely
2: the way you talk about Dwarf Fortress. It it has some of the analogs to that too, but just a little. It's I don't know if it's a matter of it's just it's calmer than Dwarf Fortress, or you know a little more user friendly, or if it's just there's not that much stuff in it yet. I don't know. It's
1: probably uh, a combination of uh, being uh, more user friendly because that is the big problem with Dwarf Fortress is that it's been in development for over a decade and it has layers upon layers of UI just piled one arm on top of another and uh, some of the UI is uh, not exactly intuitive and it has a lot of very old design decisions on it as well which it desperately needs to have just a, a, probably about a year's worth of just UI fixes and going through and cleaning up things but also dwarf fortress is a very very deep game where the amount of fat on a dwarf determines how well they burn for example
2: huh yeah this is nowhere near that in-depth it's uh you know you pick your classes and you have them do the jobs and you know the farmer each each classes they get better you know they uh, their job gets you know they, they Yield better and better results. So,
1: yeah, and I think we're boring everyone else. <laughs> I see this.
2: <laughs> okay, well, I'll will sum it up by saying it's it's a nice little game, to kind of as a time waster. I can see a lot of potential in it, and they still are planning on doing multiplayer to it, which uh, I haven't actually read up too much on. But depending on how they do it, it's going to be kind of interesting. Has it get, been in early access for a couple of years now? Um, just looking through the stuff, it's been at least a year. Um, I mean, it looks cute. Like I
0: said, it's actually in the curated portion of my wish list. I just, I, I mean, there might have been a good sale on it at one point, but I yeah. missed
2: it. It caught my attention. I saw Red Panda playing it the other day, and I was like, "Oh, this is kind of cool." And I According put it on to, my wish list, and then I just went on a splurge and bought it.
0: According to Steam Enhanced, its lowest price was 15 bucks, and that was when it was in the Humble store. Mm. So it's never gone on a, a cheap enough sale for me to yeah, to purchase. I'm pretty
1: sure it was on, on a bundle at one point when it was pre-early access, when it was still in green light. At least I think it's a green light game. Or maybe I'm thinking of a game that has a very similar name, because that's the problem, is that there's a lot of games that has very similar names in <laughs> in the town building genre. Yeah, So I may be mistaken and think of another game but, uh, on the uh, groupies bundle that I missed out on. Mm. Cool. What else did you play? Uh,
2: Basically enough Star Trek online to realize that um, I'm still not quite having fun with it. And there was a reason why I quit. Uh, so enough to be said about that. It's It's interesting just kind of not um, my my ship is nowhere near strong enough to be soloing right now, so that's kind of where I'm at. I I die multiple times on missions and it just gets kind of yeah, irritating.
1: Well, well I, I it, it wasn't that I hit a uh, stone wall in that. It's just I realized I, that I needed a fleet to have fun, and I yeah. and, and I didn't want to put forth the time. Uh, to join a well, essentially a raiding fleet, uh, so and all the casual fleets, th- there's a very big divide between the more casual fleets just flying around and the fleets out doing shit. Yeah. yeah, and the thing is that uh, between the podcast and the YouTube <laughs> channel, that eats up a lot of the time. <laughs> yeah, and I got yeah. bounced
2: out of the last good guild or, uh, fleet that I was in just because it was like. A year before I came back, I was so inactive so long. They're just like, "Yeah, never mind. You're not worth it." So yeah.
0: I just, I just, whenever I play, I just do a lot of role playing. Like I'll, i actually keep a captain's log, and like I explore the oh, mission from like, the bathroom. Pretty much, yeah. But uh, I, I mostly just do the player created missions, and and you know, do that stuff.
1: The, there is some really interesting player-created cre- content in Star Trek. The yeah, thing yeah. is that it's finding the diamonds in the rough because oh, yeah,
2: someone's pretty nasty.
1: I've been th- I've I've done some
2: good ones, but I mainly just work through the actual storyline because yeah, I figure that's the best where the best combat you know content is. So
1: yeah, and I got through essentially the first season of the uh, story and. It, the thing is that I've started playing way too late so there was like five or six seasons of content and yeah. because I went, ran, uh, wandered off and kind of did my own thing for a while I got way over leveled so going through the story content there was no challenge to it and that seems to be a lot of what was going on there was that you know it was also a challenge on top of the story and whenever you're able to just start shooting Klingons and have them instantly vaporize doesn't exactly have the tension that it once did. <laughs> that means you're doing it right.
2: Oh uh, yeah, still lake over there. Yeah, <laughs> uh, that's, that's kind of same boat as me. Like I'm I'm so far behind. I'm still going through the uh, the Delta Quadrant stuff, which is like season ten,
1: I think. And also, At, I got
2: or nine, or up to twelve already.
1: And also, I was using uh, it was a seasonal ship that was far far better than what I was using and. In- kind Of replaced everything for ages, and was it the Breen? Uh, no, it wasn't the Breen. Uh, there was when I was playing one of the uh new uh, episodes came out, and uh, if you completed it within a certain amount of time, you got the ship. I could, I, could, I think, I can actually get you a is it the carrier? Of it. Uh, no, it wasn't the carrier, it was okay. a because uh, I used morcer, that one the time, if I okay. recall correctly.
0: I need I just to, got my Galaxy class going I, on my made up Star Trek episodes.
2: I need to just go back to my uh, my super rare elite ship that I had managed to acquire. I have one of the Cardassian cruisers. I need to just go back and and beef that thing up again because I love flying that one around. I just had it loaded up with just all beams, no nothing, no no torpedoes, no nothing, just straight up beams to go broadside with.
0: God dang it! Now I want to go play Star Trek. I haven't played in a little while, a you know. Few months. Um, I haven't reinstalled it since I had to replace my hard drive. But now I'm going. I want to install that and go play it. <laughs> I, I have
2: several characters on all different uh, level sizes.
1: We can well, link up. If I didn't if... have
0: to edit the podcast tonight. I do that tonight. Maybe tomorrow. Okay. Uh,
1: well, for me, it's most likely just going to be more Rim World.
0: <laughs> Chemist, how do you feel about Star Trek? I don't remember you. <laughs> I didn't delve the into magic the entire argument.
3: Uh,
0: so I don't know if you talked about Star Trek. Horrible yeah, magic the only, system.
3: The only thing that I said that I prefer Star Trek over Star Wars.
1: Yeah, but that doesn't say much when it yeah. uh, comes from you.
0: <laughs> I'm a pretty big Trekkie. Me and my mom both are. Like That's one of our shared points of interest, which is why we have a good mother-son relationship. We both like... MMOs. We both like Star Trek. Okay, this is going uh, to be interesting. Yeah, which Star Trek? uh, Yeah,
1: which Star Trek
0: series? Um, that's tough. Generations is definitely my favorite, like hands down. Star Trek Generations is my favorite. Um, After that, probably Voyager, which is pretty pretty controversial for people. Um, Deep Space Nine and the original series are pretty close for me. And then Enterprise is at the bottom. But hmm. I still like Enterprise.
1: Yeah, I would say... Well, my favorite is actually uh, Deep Space Nine myself.
0: Uh, yeah, a lot it, of people
1: say Deep Space Nine. It has a lot of really good one-off episodes. But it also has that overarching story that's done really, really well. Yeah. Uh, then Next Generation. Then it starts to really fall off. Voyager... I like some episodes, but it also has some really, really bad episodes. And the fact that... Voyager, yeah. And, and it's also the fact that they couldn't really seem to decide what Jane, Janeway was going to be. So she almost came off schizophrenic at times. I really like Captain Janeway. That's, she's, Voyager definitely
0: is pretty inconsistent episode-wise, but I love Janeway.
1: Yeah, that, yeah. but that's she's, she's that was one my, of my problem, girls. was that just you know, how inconsistent that character was. Well, if, they, if they tried to if they wrote it where you know uh, it made a little bit more sense of why she was so inconsistent where it where it was more apparent where she was under so much stress because she obviously was I was just like a lot that, more sense but still
2: that that's kind of what I would read into it I mean you know I. Gee, yeah, I well, wonder if also, we had a like a, a mental health expert around to discuss this with. <laughs> um, yeah, but well, I would almost but imagine. I have, that, I have it, you know.
1: But I haven't addled out any steam training cards lately. I actually need to go do that. <laughs> no, I, in, I mean, in all, all honestly, honesty, I mean, I, think I, I, we're I sending would setting here. I auto would kind of. Let's see what auto master uh, decides to auto.
2: Now I, I would imagine that that has, you know, with with my experience with. My, some of my buddies and PTSD and all that kind of stuff, I would imagine that's kind of something that is a thing of, you know, just uh, yeah, but uh, they had personally it where
1: it made more sense. Uh, in yeah. Well, And also, the fact that if they made it where the episodes wasn't like a complete reset after every single one. Personally, a year of hell should have been a season.
2: Yeah. Yeah.
1: And they Agreed. shouldn't have had
2: a reset on it. And there's a phone going off in the background here. Okay, that's awesome.
3: Yeah. I heard
0: that, but it's okay. Our phones go off sometimes, too.
3: Yeah, so I've yeah, only watched... Yes, I l- think... Looks like
1: Automaster yeah. decided that, oh no, it never ends. <laughs> uh, sorry, okay. uh, just saw then.
3: Right, go ahead, Chemist. Uh, I think I've only watched first two seasons of Enterprise. I don't think I've seen anything other but yeah as I've mentioned a couple times I'm the type of guy who will read entire wikis and I have read the entire wiki of Star Trek and I am pretty find its universe pretty interesting but it's very s- 60s 70s just yeah, the whole idea of it that. and yeah. also you can see how they were keep redefining the same concepts for example, yeah. the I warp would... scale has changed yeah. at least three times.
0: Yeah, the warp scale is meaningless, basically. Yeah, First... the warp scale yeah. is
1: the speed of plot, essentially.
3: Yeah. <laughs> you know, I'm not even going uh, to That's exactly the... what it is. Yeah. I'm not even going into details how... If you actually measure the distances and you see that the numbers were just pulled out of the ass but at hmm. first I think the warp scale went to infinity then they redefined it to go up to 10 where actual 10 was supposed to mean infinite speed which is kind of weird and they decided no, no, no.
1: it means that you uh, occupy all points of space at the same time and then you turn to a lizard because, for some of, reason.
3: because yes. of infinite speed if you have infinite speed then yeah you're everywhere you, you devolve uh, Exactly. <laughs> and they decided, you know, if we uh if uh, we're going at uh, warp 9 and somebody else is going at warp 9.5 that doesn't sound really that impressive. Let's make them go at warp 30. So you can s- certainly see how they cannot make their minds up about anything, but I still kind of like it. Some- I would love
1: to see. Uh, well, uh, I love the Star Trek characters, but in a more uh, realistic esque uh, universe, uh, like a mixture of Star Trek and uh, Star Wars. Where uh, Star Wars, I, I, uh, the characters are a little too over the top for me a lot of times. But I like the universe of Star Wars a lot more, at least from what I've seen. I, granted I haven't dove into the books. I, I barely played uh, the games, and uh, I I could hear you uh, sitting there salivating, uh, trying to introduce me to it. <laughs> Who? What?
2: Or what?
0: <laughs> I do love. I love the Star Wars extended universe. I'm pretty well versed in both Star Wars and Star Trek, the extended. You know their their books and things, and I'm much more on the side of of Star Wars for the extended universe uh because of the storytelling. I just feel like their better stories are told in the Star Wars extended universe. Yep. As for what's up on screen, you know, it's kind of a toss-up. Some things I like better Star Trek, some things I like better Star Wars. But when it comes to, like the books and the games, Star Wars wins almost every time for me. Same here.
1: Yeah, even though uh it's not my favorite sci-fi, but I, I and I'm not even a huge fan of the original series. But Wrath of Khan is way God. up there for me. But it's hardly even... A, a, this is going to sound really weird, but uh, bear with me on this. It's hardly even a, a space movie. It's almost like it they're in two submarines.
0: Yeah. Yeah, That the, the fight at the end yeah. in the, the nebula.
1: Yeah. It, that's a fight that we haven't really seen anywhere else in, well, at least the Star Trek universe. I don't want to talk about uh, st- the Star Wars universe, but uh, just because I don't have enough experience with it uh, to know yeah. if there's been one like it. But that's... yeah, uh, there very, is. That's that's a unique fight for Star Trek.
3: And there the, is. O- the only other it's- one I
1: can think of that they really changed things up was the very last Next Generations movie, where, uh, yeah, you know, <laughs> they rammed him. <laughs> yeah. No, there's uh in
0: Star Wars lore or in the Star Wars extended universe, there's a, a battle that pretty much, at least in my opinion, rips off the the fight from the Rathacon. Uh It's in Clone Wars: Ghost when the Carrion Spike fights the Admiral Tarantula. I can't remember his name,
2: but that <laughs> um, felt very
0: much like that to me.
2: I. I think I know which one you're talking about. I'm a little fuzzy on it. i was trying to rewatch Clone Wars. Speaking of which, uh, did you see that? I think they're getting ready to shut take it off of uh, Netflix.
0: No, I didn't. But I, I finished the whole series. so that's Yeah, fine. I got
2: a I got a message saying that it's going to be over in like March, which stinks. But whatever. uh yeah, okay, to we really need to get off.
1: We march right along to your next game. Yes. Yeah. Last, we really last need one. to get off of this discussion. Yeah, I'll make it finish the show. I'll make the last <laughs> yeah, one quick. And- and the picture I put in Discord is very relevant right now.
3: I'm pretty yeah. sure we'll come back
2: to it i'll I'll make the last one quick. I also played Children of a Dead Earth, which I have had in my inventory for a long time and never really messed with and uh, it's interesting. uh I do like it a lot. It's hard though. it's like KSP <laughs> with weapons. But you you have to actually do orbital mechanics and try and do intercepts or match orbits and connect with enemy ships, and then you it, you have to try and maneuver to shoot them and not get shot, basically. So, yeah,
1: yeah as I somebody, really interesting. The, yeah. uh, there's a, a planetary uh, uh, warfare one that. Uh, uh, turn-based fighting game that is somewhat similar. And I'm blanking on the name of it now. It's somewhere um, not operating. Turn-based? I know planetary? what you're talking about. Uh, it doesn't have the... Uh, the... Uh, orbital... Well, you, know, you don't have to match orbits, but you know, you're know you launching it's uh, from one planet to another. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, I, I know, know exactly what you're talking about, but I can't think of the name of it. I'll look for it while you guys talk.
2: Well... It's so Children of Dead Earth. It's The storyline is pretty cool. It's kind of like a hundred years or so in the future, and basically everybody decides that screw everyone else, we're just going to launch nukes and damn the environment.
4: Also, oh, Trump.
2: And, um, yeah, only if if Trump, if we actually, if like all the nations in the world had a space program already and people up in orbit. Because this that's basically what happens, is everybody everybody goes, screw it, we're going to nuke everyone, and, oh, we just screwed up. Oh, well, who cares? There's plenty of other planets out there. Let's go rape and pillage materials from other planets. So, so it it's not... Right. Yeah, it's not really one of those situations where it's like, oh, we just screwed up, let's all come together and not make sure it doesn't happen again. It's, yeah, these guys are a-holes because... They started the nukes first, so we're going to make sure, you know, we're, we're going to try and steal as much stuff from them as we can, and, you know, there's propaganda, and corporations attacking corporations, and, yeah. But,
0: Interplanetary, uh, that's yeah, the name of the game no, you were looking no, for. I was uh, Atomics uh, space, searching on so, Steam
1: yeah. uh, as well, and uh, I found it just as you said it.
0: Yeah, I was scrolling through my games library because I, I know I had it. I played it a bit. Interplanetary.
2: I'd have to look that one up. I'm...
1: Yeah, it's essentially Civ a, a with uh, orbital mechanics.
2: Yeah, you uh,
0: – every planet in your solar system – well, I mean for every player, there's they have a planet on their solar system and – or they have a planet in the solar system and for some reason they go to this war with each other. And so you build massive uh, rail guns and missile technologies, and I think Stargate is better. No, I
1: like Star Trek,
0: <laughs> <The> Star Wars. <laughs> and you try and blow up the other planets. Firefly. And you have to you have to account for gravity and the movement of the planets, and so okay. you can like set up trick shots or. Yeah, um, sometimes no you can screw assist, up though, uh,
1: so it's not quite uh, uh, t- uh, as you expect.
0: No, no. And also, there's no. Uh, there's
1: no uh, uh, light speed as well, so if you have a laser, it's point to point. There's no, you know, having to account for lead time, which is mm, a little yeah. disappointing to me.
2: Yeah, I'm watching the video right now. It's, uh,
0: okay. If I remember correctly, though, laser-based weapons do less damage the farther away you are. Yeah. The, so, I tend to p- focus on, um, uh, projectile-based weapons. Yeah, and also they do well, the well, if most damage.
1: The, uh, the smart missiles you're able to target directly instead of you know just having the missile hit wherever it lands. Yeah, oh, I've,
0: I've played a couple of games of this against real people on our friends list that have it, and I've won every game I've played.
1: Mm.
0: I mean, if you can get any of the super weapons, if you can get those before the other person, it's game over. Yeah, it's not
1: balanced all that great.
0: No, it's whenever someone starts to take an early lead, it's really hard to
1: come back from it. And also, uh, it really depends on where you spawn as well. Because yeah. if mm. if you're in a really defensible position, if you're if you're the furthest planet out on the far side of the system, you have you know, probably twenty turns before you're even in danger.
0: Yeah, and all of the orbits are perfectly circular. And there's no,
1: nothing to, like, interfere uh, with I your would, shots. I would love to see in the second uh, one of this, if they do a second one, have planets have actual tilts, uh, yeah, uh, on the, or, uh, on the orbits, so, Oh, yeah. you
0: have to account for a vertical axis as well? Yeah. So, yeah, that'd
1: be cool. So, the, the planets have, uh, a sl- uh, the tilt on their orbits, there could be planets that has, uh, uh, non-circular orbits, and also maybe have it where comets come in, and uh, you could nudge the comet. <laughs> that actually, that's one of the super weapons. Is you pull. Well, I'm, a... well, I'm, well I mean, uh, have them already going. Oh, okay. I got gotcha. you. But have it be a stable, si- yeah. Have it generate a stable system where the comets won't uh, interfere with anyone. But have it where you could shoot the comet, and, you know, it defers the path, and then who knows what happens. Yeah. Unless you're okay. Scott manly, then you're able to plan out 20 turns ahead.
0: <laughs> right. Okay, well, uh, Chemist, do you want to go next, since you've been, you're struggling to stay awake? Chemists, yeah, sure. Up.
3: Let me just wake be up. quick about it. <laughs> okay, so, first, the two games that... Have I ever been on an episode and not talked about those two?
0: um <clears throat> i don't sure think not. that you've i don't think you've always talked about brawlhalla but you definitely talk about oh, to the
3: oh yeah i think the first episode out i was on i didn't play brawlhalla yet but i do now so i have talked about it so much let's just say what interesting happened since last time uh I spent 10 euro on valentines on a knockout effects just so my opponents when they die they see a pair of what's the... how do you pronounce it? Cherubs?
1: Cherubs, yeah. Yeah, yeah Cherubs.
3: A pair of a cherubs just singing and they have the face of whichever legend I'm playing which motivates me to <laughs> find the most stupid combinations. Uh, This is why
0: I love you. Thank you. Well, one of the reasons.
3: Oh, that's sweet. (laughs) (laughs) And also, I have kind of taken over team effort. Because our admin was really inactive and the whole thing was going to shit. So I went on a passive-aggressive rant. Which was just everybody talking about how... Uh, the leader was the one who's supposed to keep everybody in check, but he didn't e- uh, even show up to the meeting uh, meetings for three weeks. Well, or if he he usually did show up, just say, uh, just said or ne- not even said anything, just groaned and left. And <laughs> he promised that, yeah, I will do much better from now on. And I snapped and just said, just give me admin <laughs> rights. So nice, I, and he just gave it to you? Yeah, I was...
1: Well, uh, I'm pretty sure he grunted first. Yeah.
3: <laughs> you know, this is the type of situation when I know I'm either getting exactly what I wanted or I'm getting kicked out.
1: Oh, no, it's a monkey's paw. You, you think you're getting what you wanted, but it's corrupted somehow.
3: Yeah, I have been corrupted with power. and I love it yeah baby yeah so that is pretty much the only interesting thing that happens also right now I'm reading up the lore of the legend that released literally three hours ago she's a reaper that specializes in different deities in different what? deities gods etc okay Well, that's I'm gonna pretend I deities. don't know what that
1: means.
0: Or deities. I guess both of them are correct. Your accent just made it hard to understand.
1: Well, that's a my own fault region. for having It's my own fault wow. for
0: having bad ears. Carry on.
3: No, really. Hey, he yet.
0: speaks way better English than I speak any other language.
3: <laughs> yeah, I'm fluent in Polish, English, and sarcasm. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I can do sarcasm pretty well.
1: I just speak English and bad English.
3: Yeah, so as I've told many times over, I'm really into lore. And Brawlhalla lore, you wouldn't expect it to be any good because unless you go specifically to the Legends screen to read about it, you would never see it. But I find it's really funny, especially... And not uh, only funny but clever. How different legends tie in together. I once tried to graph their connections, and turns out that pretty much all of them are connected somehow. For example, there is uh, uh one of the main uh, legends. She's called Bren. She's a half Valkyrie, And she's the daughter of. So, uh, of one, uh, one other legend. And also she brought in a cat lady and a minotaur to Valhalla just for shits and giggles.
4: <laughs> okay.
3: Yeah, so that would pretty much be Valhalla. I don't really have that much to say about Necrodancer either. Except that I absolutely love the new DLC, but it's still in early access So I'm limiting myself not to get burnt out on it.
0: Wait, DLC is an early access?
3: Yes, that is the Necrodancer model. Well, mm-hmm. it's not really... I wouldn't really call it a DLC because the amount of content, I would say, qualifies it for an expansion pack. Okay. But this type of...
1: Uh, well, it's also Brawlholt's a free play
3: Isn't it? I yeah. thought you said that was for crypt or the oh, necrodancer. Oh, yeah. sorry. Yeah. I moved on to necrodancer. Yeah, sorry,
1: I, I kind of zoned out there for a moment.
3: Yeah, right <laughs> now. The, so we have one new, uh, one new character, who's absolutely fucking broken. She is the, not even arguably, just objectively the easiest uh, character to play, even even easier than the basic one uh, mostly because she can transform into bat who uh, which doesn't use uh, cannot use any items but her attack deals four hearts of damage so four times the usual and also heals and she can fly and also if you were to die normally as the just vampire normal form you automatically translate to uh, transform into bat so and one more thing, uh she uses the new weapon. What was the name of it? I think Catalos, which gives you uh, invincibility on each uh beat you attack somebody. So as long as you are attacking a monster, you are invincible. Which is absolutely broken. So I hope that sounds like my kind of gameplay. Yeah. Oh. Yeah, actually. <laughs> I think if uh, you had trouble with Cadence, because Cadence starts with a Dagger and Dagger is very difficult to play, mostly uh, against monsters, uh, mostly just positioning yourself. If you are on uh, uh, exactly 2 beats away Uh, two steps away from a monster and it moves one bit it's very difficult to uh, be able to deal any damage you have to somehow not move on a single bit either by digging or attacking somebody, uh, something else uh, etc. Catlass, it acts as a sword so it attacks uh, two spaces forward so that is no longer an issue so it being in early access what it means we have this one character Uh, We have one completely new zone, which is based on electricity and there are like little pathways. If you are uh, standing on any pathways, you deal lightning damage. Well, it doesn't actually do any more damage, but it jumps from enemy to enemy. So if you have a group of enemies standing next to each other, you attack one of them, you attack all of them. Which is also just absurd and that is pretty much it for that moment there are a couple new items, couple new monsters but everything else is getting added also a bunch of new music tracks etc so I would say even though it's, it's early access you, if it were many other games would push it as complete product So it being in early access is not really a drawback because I would say uh, it's feature complete, but uh, features will still keep on coming.
0: Right.
1: Yeah, I still need to play uh, Crypt of the Necrodancer myself.
0: Does the DLC uh, DLC cost money, I I assume? Okay.
3: It costs... I don't know the exact value, yeah, but on the right lower. Now. Hang on, yeah. But on the discount, uh, it's uh, I- it's,
1: uh, it's pretty cheap actually. It's uh, only seven bucks.
3: Yeah, seven bucks, and you can get the base game. Base game very often is yeah. on seventy-five percent discount.
1: Uh, the thing is that there's a lot of different soundtracks here. Is it uh, uh, if you purchase one of the soundtracks? Is that in the game as well, or is it just? Because, yeah, that's a bit
3: weird how they're doing this. Uh, they, I believe have... all soundtracks are in-game. Those okay, so DLCs are just... They just sm- split
1: up uh, uh, the soundtracks, which I'm not sure if I really like. Because I'm looking at this, uh, they have four different versions of the amplified uh, soundtrack for the different artists. Yeah. Yeah, not a huge fan of that.
3: Yeah, Well, the the base game Mm -hmm. has
1: the extended soundtrack, the extended soundtrack 2, and then uh, the original soundtrack.
3: Yeah, all the Just Music DLCs cost $40 uh, 40 or €40 together. And if all of them are in-game, so you can pretty much just rip the files if you want to. Yeah, true.
0: Yo-ho, yo-ho, the pirate's life for me. <laughs> I
3: treat... I usually treat soundtrack DLC as donations. Yeah. If I want to give the dev more money, I will buy it. Otherwise, I will not lose my sleep over listening uh, on YouTube or sound, uh, or Bandcamp. Yeah.
0: Okay. What uh you played one more game, didn't you? Two Did you more on actually.
3: List? Oh two more, okay. So I have finally got to play Keep Talking and Nobody Exposed. Okay. Which is it's an experience.
1: Yeah, it looks very, very interesting. But I think it's gonna be one of those games that it it feels like a game meant for streaming, to be perfectly honest. <laughs>
0: Well, I have it. I got it as a gift from Jim at Christmas time. And just haven't played it yet. One, because I don't have a VR headset. I know you can play without one, but I don't have one. And it takes away some of the
3: appeal.
1: Mm, I'd be interested in it.
3: I don't have it yet, though. Uh, uh, What do you mean by streaming game?
1: uh, It's one of those games that I think uh, the most enjoyment you can have out of it is... Watching two people try to solve all the puzzles together.
3: Oh yeah, there's. I it's can... very
1: uh, much a, a spectator uh, game. I think is the best way to put it. Just watching, uh, especially people that you know, uh, trying to f- uh, fit, uh, to deal with the bomb. Is it only yeah. two okay. players at a time? Oh uh, no, or is it... actually okay, no. So I've
3: seen I've seen first, people do. Let me I... maybe start by explaining what the game is actually about. So, this is interesting because it's multiplayer, but only one person is playing the actual game. So, the, uh, the person who is playing the actual game sees the bomb. And bomb has many modules. Each module is kind of a puzzle. And there is also the manual that tells you how to explicitly how to solve each puzzle. The trick is the person who sees the bomb is not allowed to look at it. So we need to have other people and coordinate either via VoIP or just by them being in the same room, etc. Et uh, and all the modules are designed to fuck with you in some way. Uh, for example, there is a module which contains different words. Uh, f- many of the words sound exactly the same. So there is the de- uh, there, they are as. Two words, the exact same thing, just spelled differently. There, there, uh, what else? I think that is those four. Uh, also, those uh, those words are the ones you would normally use for coordinating. So, there is a keypad. Uh, also, the, uh, the words uh, used are left, right, middle, top, next, wait, what. So, you have to be very careful. <laughs> Usually, the solution is just to spell each one. So, you can go through some of it just playing one, uh, one, diffu- uh, one diffuser, one expert. The people, expert is a person who has the manual. But at later levels, you probably need more of them. And you have to figure out a way. Some of the modules you can just describe fully to somebody, uh, and move on uh to work with somebody else and later that first person will provide you the solution. And there is a channel I think his name yeah, is. I've seen yeah. some of the videos that
1: just one person describing a, to about three or four uh experts and oh, it's amazing to watch. Yeah exactly. What I'd the, like to do
0: the channel next it, time Yeah. What I'd like to do is next time the in laws are over or we have some of our friends come over we should print off the manual and I'll do the bomb and everyone that's here can fight over the manual and what <laughs> what to do.
3: Yeah, absolutely do it. The more the merrier. The channel name is... The channel name is humus And he usually plays with three or four other experts and the coordination between them is amazing.
1: Also, it's you really fun. Oh, go, ahead. What? go
3: ahead. Go ahead, go ahead. Uh, also it's quite fun how you start to develop different code words Uh, so one of other module is keypads you have four different buttons and depending on which buttons you can see there is a table on the orders they have to be pressed and all of them look slightly weird let me just see if I can google it in the meantime there is uh, at first, you have to describe each symbol how it looks precisely, but later on you will just give it some code name. And LT humans specifically, uh, I really like how one of the modules that he calls "kitty," uh, just keys, <laughs> and it's a random bunch of symbols. But everybody who knows what a kitty is, so this works. You, you're talking about this, and you're reminding
2: me of a game that I'm reinstalling on my phone now. It's called Space Team. I don't know if you ever heard of that.
1: Yeah, it's a, it's a, it's a, a similar that. idea. I've uh, seen that. Yeah, it's uh, very I haven't similar played idea, it, but it's very similar. In uh, it's more cooperative, though. That's the thing. Yeah, it, yeah. Because you have to bounce between several people, and I think one person uh, doesn't even have to have a phone. They're uh, they're sort of the captain, aren't they? Or no, it's about-
2: – it's what it is is, like, everybody is part of the whole crew and, like, things will randomly show up on – you know, you'll have random orders show up on somebody's screen and they have to shout out what it is because it's never part of their console. Well, no, I think it, sometimes it can be part of their little console. That could be but-
1: – if Jared could get BlueStacks working for an Android emulator, that would be hilarious to do. Over yeah, uh, <laughs> I played uh, it with Overstream.
2: I played it with my stepson one time, and because like nobody else that I know would stoop to my level and play a game like that, um, because they're all you know, been, they're all above mobile gaming. But whatever. Um, no, they. One uh, I played with him, and it was fun. It's just the problem is like some of the words are like. You know, more than a fourth grader can handle, and I'd be yeah. shouting stuff, and then he'd be saying something. And I'm like, "That what? <laughs> 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 what is that word again? Let me see the screen. Oh, too late. Never mind.
0: <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I've played it with a few friends before. Yeah, Jared, uh, get the uh, – And it bl- gets crazy. Yeah,
1: get BlueStacks working. We need to do this for stream one time. Because oh, you
0: get like three or four people that are actually halfway decent at it, and you get a run going for like 10 minutes, 10, 15 minutes. I think it's only like a Everyone's shouting network, no. over everyone else.
2: Yeah, I don't. I don't think you can do it like across the net. It's always. It's just either Bluetooth or uh, local network.
0: Yeah, I think you can do it Bluetooth or Wi-Fi. Uh, that's yeah,
1: disappointing. I wasn't sure if you could do a, yeah, uh, 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 separated.
2: Yeah, make sure everyone's connected to the same Wi-Fi. Oh, uh, okay. So yeah, I'm loading up now. I wonder if, now. if we could do um, a
1: virtual LAN for that.
0: Actually, I was gonna say we maybe could try virtual
2: LAN if we could get it working. <laughs> Wi-Fi doesn't... Uh... I don't know
0: how bad the latency would be. That might cause a problem.
2: Well, I'm still waiting on GI Bill money. And when I do, there's going to be some disposable income. And I want to try and do what I was planning on doing over the Christmas and give a bunch of you guys a copy of Artemis. Uh-oh. Yes. <laughs> so, I would love to do that. Uh, Actually, there's just another... Uh... I just let the cat Artemis. out of the bag, but you know, whatever. I'm
1: I'm I'm gonna have to go look for my uh, through my wish list. It's essentially Artemis. It's uh, in uh, Steam early access right now, but it's supposed to be a bit deeper. Uh, I'm I'm gonna go uh, digging through my wish list for a bit. Please, while, uh... Yes,
2: please do.
0: Okay, well, Actually, we completely derailed chemist, so let's let chemist <laughs> get back on track. <laughs> chemist today. is
1: just uh, uh, posting random things to the Discord. Which, if you yeah, wish to so... join the Discord, it's in the show notes.
3: Yeah, so oh, I posted the images on Discord because this is the easiest way I can just copy-paste them. The first image is the kitty.
0: <laughs> that does kind <laughs> of vaguely resemble a, a cat.
1: The next one uh, may uh, uh, be uh, may uh, show something about me, but I see tits. Looks like a butthole to me. I,
3: th- I see a pig's nose. Uh, everybody I've ever spoken to, they either call it an Xbox controller or boobs. So you're not wrong Thank about you. it.
0: <laughs> I can Thank see you. both of those things. Yeah, yeah. Okay, I just
3: is... call it boobs because it's shorter. <laughs> Oops. Uh, the third image is the list of the words. Okay, that's not...
4: <laughs>
3: your, okay.
2: your, 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 I exactly. Uh huh.
1: Uh uh-uh. you imagine somebody with a bad accent? <laughs> yeah. Okay. Uh, okay. Here, here it and is. Def- here it is. Here is the game, uh, and all, it also has away missions. So yes, uh, I'm going to drop it into Skype chat, and maybe I'll remember to put it in the show notes as well. And, uh, I, ha- I have no idea how good this is. It's still in early access. I'm
0: familiar with it. I mean, I haven't played it, but I'm I think familiar it's with supposed it to be. It uh,
1: it's supposed to be a lot like Artemis as well. Yeah, I, I think this is it, or maybe I'm. Uh, I'm still going it's, through my.
2: It's pretty.
1: It's supposed to have multiple uh, players working on the same ship, if I recall okay. correctly.
0: Yeah, each player assumes a role aboard the ship: captain, pilot, scientist, weapons specialist, and engineer. Coordination will be essential in order to survive the perils that await you. Control your stations, blah blah blah. I have yada, no idea yada, how so. good
1: it is, but yeah. You know, alternatives.
3: <laughs> yep.
0: Okay, you were saying chemists about the last image. Uh,
3: yeah, the last image is the part of the solution to one of uh, the modules. It's a four-bead Venn diagram, which looks kind of crazy. Until you learn that the original. Uh, uh, that in the, I think, beta or even closed alpha, there are actually seven different informations Uh, uh, you need to solve it. So, originally, it was a 7-bit Venn diagram, which I am posting right now. (laughs) Jesus (laughs) Christ. That that thing is
0: crazy. Yeah. I can't even see it all. There. That looks like it should be a star chart Like a sci-fi star chart I, I like Not my, a Venn I, diagram
1: I, 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 I stand by what I said Well sorry yeah, much. you're gonna die <laughs>
3: <laughs> We have died many times over Well I have no. found The one defusing the bomb Yeah the 4 bit one is readable After you get used to it But 7 bit that's insane So that is what actually The letters mean In the actual diagram so, the, uh, those are condi- uh, conditionals. C is always cut. S is cut if uh, the serial number, I think, has even number. P is cut only if there is parallel ports, etc. cetera. Uh, that is what the seven, f- uh, the extra three bits originally represented. So, I am kinda happy that the devs decided not to be so evil. <laughs> Yeah, give us half a chance. Yes, yeah, so uh, I had. I have played first with one friend, the Hattori Scrap. Uh, we went through the first set of base uh, of basic uh, of bombs. Then I played with another uh, another guy, also one on one. We went through the first two sets. The second set is a huge dig. Um, because it has I don't know what they're called in game like annoyances for example the lights went out and you cannot (laughs) see anything for 15 seconds or the uh, or the alarm goes off so you have to set down a bomb and go to silence the alarm which is I imagine even more terrifying in VR Fortunately or unfortunately, I didn't have a chance to play it in VR, but I'd rather not to. Just the sense of dread when you hear the music changes, which means you only have 30 seconds left, and you see you're not going to make it, is kinda nice.
1: <laughs> uh, that's when you look at the door, it's like, hmm, can I get far <laughs> enough away in time? You just exactly. rip out
0: all the wires at once. Worked on. It works on... It worked on Castle.
2: That that picture you put up reminds me of uh, something here I'm going to put up in Discord. Yeah. There you go.
0: What did you... Oh.
2: That was oh. a slide we actually had to read in, uh, in Train Up for deployment.
0: Interesting.
2: Uh-huh. It made, somebody somebody. It, it, it made sense to somebody. Detailed flowchart. It made sense to somebody... Um they've never seen combat in their life, but you know. <laughs> yeah, um, a, obviously
1: they grew up uh near the site of a spaghetti factory explosion.
2: Yeah.
0: Spaghetti factory and factorio. My as a computer factory. scientist, hey, I really dislike That's a segue. Floaters. That is a segue, chemist. I see that your yeah. last game is Factorio. I'm I'm Yeah, get us out of here, you. please.
4: No, <laughs>
1: Well, alright then, I guess
0: that's it for this week. Bye, guys.
1: And uh, as the okay. music. <laughs>
3: <laughs> okay, so last game is Factorio. Uh, I'd rather not talk about it too long first because we are already an hour into recording, and also I don't. I'm already dreaming of inserters. Oh, oh my. my. <laughs> I mean. <laughs> You I, rub it off, I, I also
0: rage. have Factorio talk to talk about, so... I mean, if you're gonna pass, I'll segue to next, and we'll make Rage go
3: last this time. You guys can geek into it together. Oh, oh you... Well, your first game is Factorio, me, so we can kinda talk about it together, if you want to.
1: Okay, S- sure. Rage, se- you say way, said something, say but I didn't hear I'll what you saying. What, bathroom break for me, then? <laughs>
0: sure. <laughs> <laughs> you really need to go take one. Um... Yeah, so you go ahead and start, Chemist, since we're still on you, and I'll chime in. And... Unless okay. you don't really have anything to start or with. Or do we want to save it for next month?
1: Because I have a feeling we're going to be talking about it next month as well.
2: Hey, I'm trying, man. I I tried. I've made my vote.
1: You know, Who knows?
0: There's still just... time left for them to save you, Rage. Not yeah. not that
3: I don't like factorial, but... Because you're just a newcomer. You'll get or, used I could, to it.
1: Uh, or I could just abstain.
3: <laughs> you know, the recording in, you will take two hours to talk about one game. Yeah, so uh, Factorio, yeah. uh, for whatever reason, I decided it's a good idea to wake up at three thirty and play with the rest of the guys. And then I yeah. went to sleep, I woke up, and opened... Spreadsheet and started calculating optimal uh, layouts. Which is, yeah, uh, this is the type of game where I spend more time actually outside of it calculating uh, everything done in game, implementing. And fortunately, because we played so uh, multiplayer, I am now not that interested in single player which is the only reason why i can take time off for the podcast (laughs) nice so yeah yeah, that's pretty much me
0: i mean i test stuff in the game which is not the most efficient way to do it that's part of the fun so yeah i tried a full main bus layout this past week and i hate it um, if I followed the gu- one of the guides, I know it would work better. But like I said, part of the fun for me is testing it myself. Um, it's There's just not enough flexibility in a main bus for me. Yep. Uh, I mean, I assume if you set it up perfectly following one of the guides, it would work amazingly, probably more efficiently than bots because there's no lag time. Even with maximum upgraded bots... You know, whenever a, a a requester chest sends out a request for something, you have to wait for a bot from somewhere, or multiple bots, to go pick it up and bring it to the chest. So, less efficient. But, I mean, if you make a mistake with the main bus, or if you ever want to expand later, it's like, well, uh, I can't really do that without tearing up the whole thing and doing it again. Or creating weird spaghetti legs. And that's, main bus is supposed to avoid that, so... I don't really like main bus very much. Um, I did come up with some optimizations for early factory gameplay or early Factorio gameplay. uh, Streamlining certain products better uh, off of the experiment, but I'm still a drone guy uh, most of the way.
1: Yes, you do drone on and on. Yeah, I do. (laughs) Uh,
0: And then the other thing that I did was I have been messing with level generation and I turned the water all the way to max. So there was tons of water everywhere. And have decided to try and build like an island base on the water. Um, in the game where I specifically am trying to do that, mistakes were made. I split my base too soon. Um, and it caused a huge production lag. Uh, so where I normally should be at after seven hours of gameplay on the map, I'm only like two-thirds of the way there. Because I'm having to do a lot of manual carding and adjusting things to, to get my blue science working properly. And I don't have robots yet to do it for me, so I'm kind of just wasting a lot of time. But I didn't want to drop it because I knew I could fix it if I could just get past it, so I've kept playing. I went with the, uh, the groove method of base defense. So my entire main base is just surrounded by turrets with... Yep, a turret I built with him muscle.
3: for a little while. Uh, so I've joined a game that he's running with some some of his friends, and they are running a main bus game, which yeah. is I would say the setup they had. It was obviously not their first step, so they have it figured out. So, uh, but the problem is it only works if you plan everything perfectly. They right. ha- yeah they had the layout where they have the base resources, you uh, branch off them, go into the, uh, factories, and then bring those uh, manufactured products back in. However if you are trying to adjust uh, adjust something it is pretty much impossible. For example I wanted to uh, branch out uh, at some place uh, into storage chests because before that they didn't really use uh, they only use robots for uh, uh, for repairs uh, mostly for their defenses and yeah it was just one layer of uh, one layer of uh, gun turrets as clo- uh, as tight as possible behind that another layer of laser turrets. So uh, if uh, occasionally I would see uh, just alert saying, 70 turrets are engaged with enemy. It was just one single enemy. <laughs> yeah. If you were standing no. next to close to, uh, too close to that, you were deaf. Nice. Yeah. So My, I, um... w- I wanted to hook up uh, a little bit of logistic networks just for, uh, personal supplies. And right. I needed to siphon out of that. I managed to hook everything up even with circuit networks so you could set limiters of how much was siphoned out. A uh, couple minutes later, nothing is working. I wonder why, oh, Groove just bulldozed everything because he needed to change something. Nice.
0: Yeah, I... Um, my island that I've built has a... 15? Fif- or is it six? I think it's 15 tile-wide entrance with one set of train tracks that lead in and out um or a a pair of parallel tracks uh and it's guarded by um sort of what's layered defenses so there's machine gun turrets at the front that uh i right now they're just chest stocked with the ammo uh and then behind those are laser turrets and then behind those are flamethrower turrets because they have the longest range so i have just uh These different layers of defense, and so far nothing's gotten past it. Uh, And then my main base is just a wall of turrets. I'm not using uh, electric inserters, though. I'm using um, burner inserters. That way, it's in no way tied to the power grid. So, when I screw up and kill my power, which has happened a few times, uh, I I don't have to worry about it.
3: Uh, You mean for the ammo supply,
0: yeah, yeah, the ammo supply it's uh one side of the belt is red uh red clips, so the like the second level of of turret ammo, and then the other side of the, the belt is coal, yeah, and so the burner inserters just pick up the coal to feed themselves and then ammo and feed it into the the turrets. I mean it is possible they could be overwhelmed because the burner and insur- inserters are slow, but I mean, I intend to abandon this base at some point anyways.
3: Uh, for whatever reason, at my first or second game, I thought you could get uh, just alien purple thingies. What's the name?
0: The alien artifacts.
3: Yeah, alien artifacts. You could get uh, also from just killing aliens, not just bases. So I hook up, uh, hook up a farm where I put gun turrets around some alien bases. Which unfortunately didn't give me any artifacts, but did give me, I think, hundred thousand kills, which was, <laughs> which would be nice for achievement or something, but mostly was just waste of ammo. Yeah.
0: Okay. Well, I can see from the chat that we are uh, boring, rage to death.
1: No, uh, No. this is just getting to the point where Dark Souls is for me already, where I haven't even played the game all that much, and I'm fucking exhausted of it. So I am very close to just uh, the next uh, game club abstaining.
3: Yeah, I have abs. I've only played Factorio. Well, first I played ten hours when I first learned about it. I played ten hours of demo. Then I played thirty hours of uh on a pirated copy, then I bought it, played maybe five hours and got bored of it, and I haven't played it since and that was two and a half years ago I think it was when you could still buy it for ten euro on just their website. Long before multiplayer, long before Steam. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, I've played Factorio for 225 hours. So, well, it feels
1: I've got like my I've been listening to it for that long.
0: Right. I have just audience. I audience have members save rage to, from yeah. Factorio. I no, could I'm have just I'm not 20
1: hours. gonna. I don't think I'm gonna do Factorio. What well, will I, I do? I didn't realize. Did
2: you say,
1: rage. I'm. Uh, I'm honestly sick of Factorio.
3: Ghost, was your in-game time? uh one eighty seven I have just, yeah yeah Thanks. I have just twenty hours but which is not that impressive and uh, but it was just three sessions, two of them overnight, so yeah, I think I got my time last week,
2: well, part of my problem is like i I love the automation stuff, and I'll just sit and stare it,
3: at- uh did he
0: just cut out for you guys yeah. too? yeah. Yeah, Who
3: was wondering what happened. Nice.
0: We'll give him a second to come back. Do 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 do. I love you, Rage. Mm. I'm sorry you don't like Factorio. Oh, we lost him.
1: I'm oh, just well. trying to decide what game to do for the game club then.
3: We can well, I mean, just we ha- cut out him out of the recording. Maybe no one will notice.
1: <laughs> oh. Well, while we give him a moment, I'm going to step away.
3: Sure. Yeah, I'll. Go now on the might
1: bath be a good break. time
0: to take in. Yeah.
3: Yeah, you were saying something about how you like to stare just at the factory.
2: Uh, yeah, yeah. So I just I'll build something and then just watch all the automation running, and that's where a lot of my time goes into the Pactorio game. It's just I'll sit there and stare at it and watch it all work. I don't know, I'm kind of weird, but
0: there's a lot of really nice animations in the game. I mean, yeah, they they put a lot of effort into it. Because I mean, you know, the way the way that the game looks and is set up, they could have just kind of been like, well, you know, these are stills and it's fine. You get what they're supposed to be doing, but no, there's a lot of gears and cogs and wheels and pistons and all kinds of things that you can watch.
2: Yep, but like I said, I I more more of my time in there is just watching everything cranking out materials rather than actually progressing. So, whatever. It is what it is.
0: Okay. Well, we'll move on from Factorio. Uh, I'll go and just go through the rest of mine. Uh, Lifeline. So, I've talked about the Lifeline series before. They're a series of sort of choose-your-own-adventure type games where that um, you are somehow, based on whatever game it is, connected to the main protagonist in an adventure story. And they talk to you and ask for your advice, and depending on which story it is, sometimes you have a little more direct control over what they do, and sometimes a little less. Uh, There's seven Lifeline games in total, and six of them are definitely in the same universe. And then one of them, we're not sure, we as in the community who play this, we're not sure yet if uh, one of them is or not. But anyways, over the last few months, they've released three new games, And I always like to wait until there's at least a couple of them to play. uh, And then I'll play them back-to-back for a week or two. Excuse me. And uh, there happened to be a third one came out when I was getting ready to play these. So I've been playing all three of them. Uh, Crisis Line. So they've started expanding the things that are in the game. Uh, Crisis Line is uh, a murder mystery story and you're working with a detective. So there's a lot of elements about um, doing interviews and crime scene investigation. It's not exactly like it, – it's still just a complete text interface, but you'll get to talk about crime scene details and what you think is important and ask uh, suspects questions based on what you think. And the, de- the the detective that you're working with like takes your advice and he'll do what you say. Unless it's just like a really bad idea. A couple times he's been like, No, you're you're an asshole. I'm not gonna say that to them. You're crazy. But so that's fun. Um, and it again is linked to the interesting sci-fi universe where Lifeline originally came from. Uh, and it's the it's building on the lore some more. It's a direct sequel to the second Lifeline game, actually. Um. So that's fun. Uh then Flatline, Lifeline Flatline is a horror game. Uh set in the same universe and you have, uh, the character that you're talking to, you have access to their vital signs. And so, what?
2: Sorry, go ahead. I just, I realized this is a game that I've played. Okay. Sorry. Yeah, you
0: have access to their vital signs and you can help talk them down and, and get them through, like, difficult situations. And if you screw up or say things that panic them, like they start to freak out and their heart rate will go crazy and they might make mistakes and hurt themselves and so that's interesting. Uh, I'm not very far in Flatline. Flatline actually has a lot of downtime compared to the other ones. So I don't feel like I'm very far in the story, but I might be farther than I think I am. Uh, so far I haven't died in Crisis Line or Flatline, but I'm sure I will. You know, you always make mistakes and die. And when you do, it lets you go back and you can try and change your decision and see how far back you have to go before you get off the track where you die. But so Flatline is... It's interesting. It's not very scary, but I think that that's the point. Like, it's a horror game that's not scary to you because you're not there, and they can only communicate with you through text. Uh, but it adds an interesting, an interesting layer to it because without the emotion of verbal communication, sometimes I'm like, well, I could say this, and it, in my head it sounds like I'm trying to be comforting. But then, like, when you text it out, it's like, what are you talking about? That's really insensitive. And it's like, no, I. Oh, but wait you you know I have no way to co- to convey inflection to you. Can so you it's use emoticons? Uh, n- no, you cannot.
2: I would just use poop emoji all the time.
0: <laughs> oh my god, I hear something coming down the hall. What should I do? Poop emoji. <laughs> Actually, that might be fitting though, because you know you yeah. shit your pants. <laughs> um, and then the last one is called "Halfway to Infinity." It's the third game in the original lifeline storyline uh with the the main character in that his name well it's the name is taylor and you never find out what gender they are because taylor's kind of gender neutral um and so it carries on with all of the crazy sci-fi stuff that you've been doing in those two games and it has like a time loop and an alternate dimension and you can get caught in a time loop and you have to if you do you have to figure out how to break it it's interesting stuff uh, I got stuck repeating the same thing for way, way too long. Like, no matter what solution I tried, I got stuck repeating the same thing, which was a little bit frustrating, but I like Taylor the best. Taylor's like this this nerdy teenager uh, with tons of references to all kinds of nerd culture. So, it's fun. Has a lot of good song recommendations in it, actually. There's this one point where Taylor's trying to sleep, and uh, Taylor's found this, playlist on the ship that you're on uh called lowly space lonely space songs or something like that and it's 15 actual songs that taylor encourages you to go listen to on youtube (laughs) that's one thing that these three games have done a lot more compared to the first four is they encourage you to do a lot more uh research and interaction outside of the game crisis line is set in austin texas and um alex the detective is Like telling you, like, yo, you should Google this and see what it looks like, or you should uh, Google this view, or you should Google, you know, whatever. And he asks you questions that, I mean, you could just happen to know, but I've had to Google several things to answer the
3: questions. So it has elements of ARG, right? Yeah, it does. I always find the concept of it interesting, but most of the games I've tried did not do it well at all. Especially since if the game is any popular, you Google something, the first thing uh, you'll notice is the walkthrough of the game.
0: Yeah, so far that actually hasn't happened uh, because a lot of the things that you're Googling are really generic at first. Like, okay, so in Crisis Line, one of the things you have to, well, I mean, you don't have to, but one of the things that Alex asks you to do is to figure out how long a flight takes because he wants to know if he has enough time to go do something before he has to meet this person. And so I just Googled, like, uh, how long a flight was from Houston to Austin, Texas. And it pulled up, you know, listings of flights. It's like, I don't want to buy a ticket. I had to go. It sounds weird. It's like I had to go through the hassle to figure out what, how long it actually took the flight to, to be. But it was just really interesting. Like, oh, this game has compelled me to go do something and come back and report to him. They do a really good job with that. The first two games don't have any of that at all unless you want to look up something just to, like, because you're curious about it, because the first game has, is sci-fi, so it's got some space stuff in it that it, you might have to look up. Um, and then the from game three on, they start adding little elements, and Crisis Line in particular has quite a few. Halfway to Infinity had one, too, where you had to look up what kind of fire extinguisher was used to fight what kind of fire.
2: Do they all do that kind of thing where it's like you get so much time between conversations? Yeah, that's what, what mean, I so was much? about to ask. Know, like, uh, like, Lifeline, yeah. you you know, you you to him for a little bit, and he's like, "All right, cool, I'm gonna go take a nap," and then like you didn't hear from him for a few hours. Yeah, yeah it does so have like, that. Do it. Okay, that was
0: kind of. Cool. Uh, I would hate yeah. it. You can turn it off. You uh, oh, that's I don't know if nice. they went back and updated it, but the original Lifeline doesn't have that option until you lose. But all of the rest of them, you can change it to what's called fast mode, right off the bat, and it removes the the waiting between stuff.
3: I can see how it's compelling, but if I want something to do and the game would tell me, okay, just see you in three hours, I would be slightly annoyed.
1: Yeah.
0: I, yeah, I, I like tried it. one I...
1: of them and uh, it, they said, oh, well, I'm going to go to sleep now. And yeah, it's uh, right when I was awake. So it just kind of. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs>
1: yeah,
0: um, it can it can be frustrating for sure. Uh, but as someone who's big on storytelling, I I really like it, because it's like, well, okay, that makes sense, he's gonna go take a nap, uh, because he's tired from fighting for his life, for whatever. Yeah, I'll let him take his nap and go do something
3: else. I think there was a game I looked at that uh, had elements of real time, so some events you could only solve at specific time, but it didn't let you choose your time zone. Which means... you. you couldn't actually beat the game unless you woke up in the middle of the night because it default uh, it, the only time zone it could use is US East. Are you oh. talking about
1: that like
0: arcade
3: game? Oversight. I have no idea what the game. is. That was. mobile
0: game? I played a mobile game a few months ago that that had that. It was like you were in a chat room and stuff would happen, and you'd have to use the premium currency if you missed the actual conversation to go back and participate in it. Mystic Messenger. That's the name of the game
3: Oh, I've heard about it on Co-Optional, but I didn't look at it.
0: Okay, so I i guess a game's similar to that then. There's been several of these popping up. I've actually tried a couple of others, but they're very poorly translated from other other uh, languages, and they don't work very well. Lifeline is... is at least, you know, for me, yay English uh, as the primary language that they're they're produced in. But the other ones I've tried have been, like, Russian or I think one was Dutch. And the English translations were terrible. Ooh, I know that. So. But, yeah, those are the Lifeline games that I've been playing. So they're a lot of fun. Uh, and then the last game that I played this week, uh, aside from If My Heart Had Wings, but can't talk about that till Game Club is uh executive command which is a little mobile game and there's one for each branch of the u.s government and they are learning games uh which i didn't realize at first until i started playing it but it was actually pretty fun and it doesn't take very long to do a, a full playthrough which is a single presidential term and um what what you do is you you pick a president uh, and there's a whole bunch of ones you can choose from that just they're just like pictures uh, or avatars you know White man, white woman, Hispanic woman, Asian. I picked Asian woman. Um, But anyways, you pick a policy that is like your thing. And mine was uh, clean energy. And so your main goal is to push that policy and get it passed by the end of your presidential term. Or get legislation passed to do what you want with it by the end of your term. But you also have to deal with other things like there's a war that happens. So you get to experience being... Uh, the president during a time of war. And then you have to deal with like the legislative branch and uh, laws and, and all sorts of things. Uh, and, and it just throws different scenarios at you that you have to have to complete and you have to deal with foreign policy. And like, do you send the secretary of state or do you go yourself? Uh, and it's actually pretty fun and really informative. Like it starts off really, really easy and like walks you through uh each of the different types of scenario that the game is going to throw at you and it's like oh this is a bad part of a bill you should veto it because this part is bad and maybe they'll bring it back to you, revise so you can try again and as you get farther into your term it starts throwing more and more stuff at you at once um, uh, Does it have
3: any uh, complexities as to where you have to decide wh- whether the bill is actually good or bad for you or is it always obvious you have just to you just have to spot it um, it starts off really
0: obvious and you just have to spot it, but some of them towards the end get tricky. And then if you play a second time through, it gives you the option to play in what's called fast mode, which um, it throws a lot more stuff at you at once and is a lot more nuanced and complicated.
3: Yeah, so but is there p- always a correct choice, what I'm getting at?
0: Mm, no. Some some of them are very clear right and wrong choices, but towards the end, once you've got your feet wet and you know what you're doing, um, some of them don't seem so correct.
2: We want uh, New and, Canada.
0: Well, there's nothing like that, <laughs> but but uh, well, we might get that in real life. For example, one of the bills it throws at you has to do with what I don't know if you know this, chemist, the ROTC program in the United States, which is, uh, is military... a military
2: training candidate school.
0: Yeah. And uh, it's our only high school students able to be an ROTC ghost. Uh,
2: high school is J R T J R O T C college oh, okay. is the actual ROTC because once okay. you graduate from college, you have a commission in the, co- in the military.
0: Right. Okay. But one of the bills that I got, I don't know if like these are randomly generated or if there's just like a pool that it pulls from, but it had two things that had to do with the ROTC and neither of them were necessarily bad, but neither of them were necessarily good either. And I wound up vetoing the bill because it felt very ultra-nationalist to me. Almost not quite like the Nazi youth, but I was kind of getting that vibe from it. Uh, and it hitler, wasn't like, Jugend? oh, you... Do what? hitler guns? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay. But it, And it didn't like be like, oh, no, you made the wrong choice. You should have not vetoed this, or you should have. It was like, okay, you decided to veto this bill because of this portion, and it, you can choose, like, <laughs> the portions of the bill that were the reason you vetoed it. (coughs) And I vetoed it because of the one that felt kind of like the, you know, the Nazi use or the Hitler use. And uh, it was like, okay, you chose to veto the bill because of this. Good for you. But if you're, for example, if one of the things you could choose was like to build a stronger military presence in the country, like that might've been something that you would have picked to further your agenda. So it doesn't really hold your hand with that stuff (laughs) after the first couple. And it's like, okay, you know what to do with this. Now we're just going to start giving them to you.
3: Okay, that sounds so it's, interesting.
2: It's, it's, it's pretty nuanced. Executive command?
0: Yeah. Yeah, it sounds there's,
1: pretty interesting, yeah.
0: There's uh-huh. one for, for the judicial branch of the United States government and the legislative branch as well, but I haven't played those. I didn't discover them until after the fact, and there just wasn't mm. enough time. I'll probably play those for next week, though.
3: When you first Definitely. started to talk about, I thought it's another Trump versus Hillary disco beatdown game.
0: Yeah, it showed uh, up. Oh,
1: there's been on, a lot of
3: those. <laughs> yeah. It
0: showed up on like the new and trending Google Play apps, and I looked at it, and at first glance, that's what I thought it was too. But I decided to actually check it out, and I was like, "Oh, that's interesting." Yeah,
2: there's as, actually long as, yeah. as long as it's a web page for it.
3: As long as it's not trying to push any agenda of its own, then I really like the type of it, uh, the type of these games. Yeah, I I only played through it. Twice,
0: I played through it once in normal mode and once in fast mode. Um, and I didn't feel like it was trying to push an agenda either time. Really, I was the one who was pushing the agenda. The first time I went for clean energy, and so that was the agenda I was pushing. Like every time I had to give the um, address the nation in some way or another, I always like slid clean energy in there. Uh, although that's pretty simplistic. Whenever you have to give the State of the Union address and speak to Congress, that's those are pretty simplistic. I was kind of disappointed in that. But I always, like, slid clean energy in there. And can then the you, second can one... Can you push gay agenda? I don't know. I don't uh, know. I'm looking at it right adjusted. now.
2: I don't deficit, know. Choose your agenda. Deficit reduction, energy, education, youth, health, and security.
0: Okay, so no, you can't.
2: Yeah, it's it's a web browser game, too. So I'm looking at Interesting. the iCivics website. iCivics.org.
0: Yeah, it's free. There's no ads. Like it's just an educational game.
2: Yeah, it did ask me to 15. join so I could like save progress, but
0: it's really short. You can play through a whole thing in like or a whole term in about a half an hour. Ah, hmm, cool. So, those are all the games that I played this week. On to you, Rage. Yeah. Poke, poke, uh, poke, uh, poke. <laughs>
1: Sorry, you kind of put me asleep with Factorio. Oh, uh-huh. well. <laughs> Okay, let's see. First up was actually, I think, a failed uh, Sunday sampler that I did. Satellite Repairman. I, it's one of those games I like the concept of, but they were throwing so much so fast. It's a, essentially a tower defense game uh, with some light uh, orbital mechanics in it. It's interesting, but at the same time, They just uh, throw so much. Uh, My main problem with it, well, first of all, is that you're having to build so much for each satellite, and that's the only way that you can see incoming missiles for your tower defense portion of the game. And there's just such a slim time frame on everything. It's hugely timed. It's just one of those things that if they slowed things down and made it where you didn't have, I would say, thirty seconds to spare, for uh, to try to save yourself. I would have had a lot more fun with it. It's, it feels a lot like a mobile game, to be perfectly honest. Just the way everything is built around it.
0: That's kind of interesting looking little art yeah, style. Yeah, it's
1: interesting, and you can see why I'm why it feels like a mobile game. Everything has these big icons, and it's very, very time based. Yeah. I'm not
0: sure how I feel about like the planet with it being circular underneath you like I get what yeah. they're going for but yeah, walking, I feel like that would you're get able disoriented. To, yeah,
1: you're you're able to walk around the uh the entire planet and the all the buildings that you build that produce things they're on a particular uh coordinate on the planet. So uh southern essentially the north pole uh, for lack of a better term even though it's acts more like you're walking around the equator. Uh, it will say that uh, the factory is finished uh, producing a uh, satellite at zero degrees. So you have to realize where that ze- zero degrees is in relation to you. And it does eventually go to other planets. You can see in the screenshots it's on the moon at one point. But they don't really change all that much. Uh, it's essentially what they're throwing at you from everything I could tell. Yeah, and the fact that uh, you basically jetpack up, you cling to a satellite, and you install things on it—it's—it's uh, it's a little disconcerting, to be honest. And yeah. the, it, well, like I said, the big thing that broke it for me was that okay, in order to get a satellite to the point where you could uh, uh, try to protect yourself, this is assuming that you have a ground station in play, which some levels have them, some levels don't. You have to produce a satellite at the factory. Then you have to tell the uh, factory to produce the modules for it—the uh, radio module and the radar module. You have to collect all of those, jet pack up into orbit, make sure that you're still in comms range for the uh, for <laughs> your ground station, deploy the satellite, then dock with the satellite and install the modules. And then you have uh, your uh, cl- uh, eyes on the sky, and you're able to see the missiles incoming. And this is, of course, assuming that you also have a defense system on the ground as well. If you don't, you have to get your factory to make a defensive uh, missile turret and deploy that somewhere where it's able to protect your ground buildings. But at the same time, you have to make sure that your satellite doesn't go uh, further around uh, the orbit where it's no longer protecting you. You can see why it's a little bit uh, like they throw a little too much at you too quickly.
0: Yeah, this UI doesn't seem very intuitive either. At least yeah, from the, it's, it's the very video cl- and screenshots. Yeah, it's
1: no, no, it is very clunky on ha- uh, how you're uh, handling everything. You have to essentially enter the uh, factory, and then it has a menu pop up to say, "Okay, you uh, want to build a satellite?" Well, and, and from what I could tell, there was no way to really go back in the menu, so it was very easy to tell the factory to start building something that you don't need, and then you're kind of stuck with it.
0: Right, okay. It's it's an
1: interesting concept, but it's just flawed.
0: Yeah, it looks really interesting. And it's not very expensive, but I don't think I'd pay 4 bucks for this game. No. If it had a demo, I think this would be a good game to have a demo for.
1: Well, you can see while I was thinking, uh, it feels a lot like a mobile game.
0: Yeah, it definitely looks like a mobile game. I don't feel like this would play at all on a touch screen.
1: Honestly, it doesn't play all that well with mouse and keyboard.
0: Did you try it with a controller? It's a, it's a yeah, controller. yeah,
1: sport. I did, and it doesn't help because everything is uh, in the menus controlled by the D pad. It just yeah. wasn't fun. Just a concept that I like, but it just bundled.
0: Yeah, good concept, poorly executed.
1: Yeah, so let's move on to a, another game that. Uh, this one uh, I have a little bit of mixed feelings about. I liked it overall. Gunmetal Arcadia, this is a retro-inspired roguelike. Uh, uh, uh drawing some inspiration from like uh, uh Legend of Zelda Two, the side scroller one. Yeah, or it, really, it- uh, or really any of very very old uh NES platformer beat 'em up.
0: Yeah, my first thoughts were Castlevania mixed with Mega Man. Yeah, which
1: you're mm-hmm. not wrong. Uh but I, I went into this thinking it was a full platformer. I didn't realize it was a roguelite until I started diving in deeper into it. And it is very very interesting. Just uh, they nail the art style and the uh, and the audio perfectly. This is their second in the series, the First one, Gunmetal Arcadia Zero. Uh, uh, This is essentially an expansion pack for it, almost from everything I've been able to tell. It's uh, it's a game I haven't played, uh, the first one. Or uh, Zero, or however you want to talk about it. But uh, it's a lot of the same ideas. You're uh, thrown into a dungeon, and it doesn't have a progression system like you would expect from uh, other roguelike games but it has what's called the legacy system where your previous run impacts your next one so on one run you complete a quest then the next run you have a greater chance to see quest items for that particular person if you join a a particular faction you have uh, more chances to see that faction on your next run but it's only for your next run so, if you die very quickly, and this game is pretty damn difficult, then that advantage is lost. So you have to try to streak them together. It's an interesting concept. And uh, the the CRT uh, simulation on it is uh, just mind-blowing. It's very uh, customizable as well. They have, I would say, probably 50 different options that you can just toy with. them. Um, Different ways the CRT it? looks. Yeah, you can disable it. Nice. But uh, if you disable it, it it's not all that good looking. It's one of those games that is really meant to play with the CRT simulation turned on. To some extent.
3: Uh, what about the aspect ratio? Uh,
1: the aspect ratio is a 4 by 3.
3: Yeah, that's I've what I've that. noticed from the... Yeah. Uh,
1: yeah, if you have the CRT, four
3: by three and rounded corners, which is not yeah, what well, I want to well, see on well the
1: well, well, you could turn off the rounded corners, but it's still a four by three uh, resolution. And so you'll have the black bars on the sides, which is a little annoying. Uh, with the CRT uh, simulation, you can see there's a bit of a uh, reflection on the sides as well, which fills up, I would say, ninety percent of the screen. I think that's about fair. Are are you oh, oh, asking uh, us? Well, well I was I, I was saying uh with uh, with the CRT simulation it does fill up quite a bit more.
3: Oh. No, you can so see I'll, like rip, the last couple pixels are repeated.
1: Yeah, yeah well, it's, Honestly, it's, well, it's hard to on tell like in a, the screenshot. Yeah, yeah so. it's doing like a reflection, that's the thing. On uh, one of the screenshots you could see uh uh, like the uh, the torch that's reflected on the side of the screen, which, but maybe it's just my age where you know uh, it, it just hits the nostalgia just right. Uh, I mean, it's but it is very difficult, but I found it to be mostly fair as well. It's uh, a lot of my uh, deaths in it were me not knowing the patterns to the enemies, and they uh, it's Nintendo hard, eighties uh, Nintendo hard where. It it will dick you over if you don't know the game, but if you know the game, you're able to get through it pretty easily. Yeah. What no, you're about to say.
0: Well, I was gonna say I don't. I'm not taking any part, any points off of it for choosing to go with the kind of faked CRT art style. Like, yeah. it's a, an art yeah, but, decision, you yeah, know. But, yeah,
1: and they definitely made it so that the pixel art for it uh d- looks a lot better with at least some sort of CRT simulation turned on but yeah, they don't really does, show it does uh, look they, good yeah they they really don't show all that well just how flexible that CRT simulation is
0: yeah it the, looks it the, looks good it looks like what it's trying to be mm-hmm. it's just not the type of game that I'd ever want to play
3: yeah true Yes, like, it, I don't have any nostalgia for CRT. S- yeah, so, we'll just perfectly lo- well,
1: It's, as it's a dish can, game to begin with. It's a niche of a niche, dis- that, so I think it's it, going to have a bit of it, problems fine. sales-wise. You can disable it, but... 16x9 uh, uh,
3: would be appreciated, but I can't yeah, without
1: uh, it. Well, I imagine you'd probably do, just do Windows mode at that point. <laughs> and uh, cut off the the sides. I actually didn't test that, because uh, recording uh, does all sorts of fun things already. Which uh, recording that game uh, did cause me a few issues with how the uh, resolution was uh, uh, generated.
3: The one thing I would say that did the CRT thing very well was uh, her story. To the point yes, where at, I'm pretty sure it was scripted. Uh, you could see the reflection of the person in front of the screen. I don't know how controlled it was because it felt kind of random, but the first couple thing, uh, couple times you saw it was at very appropriate points and it created a lot of uh, climate. Just... Seeing the glimpse of it first couple times, you probably didn't really un- know who that was. That it was actually just your reflection.
0: Yeah, they set it up where it was kind of like a, a horror, almost. Like a, a couple exactly. of times, they do it like a jump scare. Yeah. And you're like, what the heck? But then, like, you figure out, like, oh, it's whatever. The the lights flicker. You, it's your reflection.
3: Yeah, it but. was, f- I liked it because it was very subtle. This is, uh, yeah. the, that's the, dif- uh, pretty much definition, the difference between horror, uh, terror and creepiness. Mm-hmm. Terror is what the fuck was that? And creepy is, did I really see that? Which <laughs> fucks with you even more. On oh, the yeah. Physi- uh, just the Oh, I lost rage. Um, uh, so, shall I we move did along? did lose
2: rage. Uh-oh. It's not me this time, I swear.
0: He didn't drop off a Skype, oh. I wonder if he just accidentally ended the call. Because you dropped off a Skype, Ghost. Yeah.
1: Yeah, I just lost the call completely there. Oh, okay. weird. Yeah, I just called me back.
0: Oh, well, that was me. I called you back. You yeah, so I, we you whatever, didn't
3: lose much. One. Yeah, I'm just saying that creepiness is much more powerful on just the brain level because who?
1: Yeah, the brain fills in what it can't exactly. Figure out.
3: It cannot deal with ambiguity. Uh, yeah, isn't that like it, a Hitchcock line? Yeah, pretty much. He was the Hitchcock. Yeah, I would say Hitchcock was one of the first people who really took advantage of it. Well, that was, uh, that was for example, there were actual actuals.
1: Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. I'm they actually talked it, a and lot just... about in uh, Alan Wake as well. Yeah. Bring it back to Game Club.
0: <laughs> yeah, an old Game Club.
3: Yeah, let's talk about Alan Wake.
0: Let's not do that. Let's let Rage <laughs> get back on topic. Yeah. I'm so looking at the recording time. Let
3: me. Yeah, I also say. Okay, let me just uh, finish with uh, there uh, were last... actual studies which showed that people are much more scared of. Uh, Seeing uh, other people be scared uh, because they don't know what the source of it is. If you kind of understand what I'm getting at, if you see something scary, you are less scared than seeing somebody else scared of it, but not see what they're scared of. Right. Yeah, I think that makes sense. Yeah.
1: All right, carry on, Rach. Alright, the last game on my list is actually the game I'm going to start playing on my channel next week, Grow Up the sequel to Grow Home it's, uh, it, well, this one's more of a platformer than what Grow Up was they went more of an open world style where you're given just a list of objectives and it's like, okay, go do this and <laughs> you're uh, actually given the tools to get around pretty early on so I think it's going to end up being a very a short game for me Unless they throw a curveball at me uh, about halfway through the game. Uh, it uh, has that low-poly style, but... Th- uh, that I, I like low-poly styling when it's done well, but, pr- but the problem is that a lot of indie games out there make low-poly look very, very ugly, but this game is not.
3: Yeah, you pretty mu- uh The problem is if you want to go for low-poly, you pretty much also have to go for cell shading yeah
1: and also quality textures exactly because that's been a big problem is that uh, I'll run into an indie game that's low poly and they'll have just crappy textures on top of it and just uh, it's one of those things that it draws uh, being low poly uh, dropping the detail it makes you pay attention more to the texture work and if the texture work is just crap it, it, it just makes it look even worse
3: Low-poly is the pixel art of 3D. (laughs) Essentially. (laughs) (laughs) That Uh, that feels uh, like a very positive spin on games that look like shit. (laughs) Yeah. This is not pixel art. You're just bad at it.
2: (laughs) (laughs) That sounds like a Hello Games thing.
3: Yeah.
4: (laughs) (laughs)
2: Yeah. Uh, Somebody had to do it. Somebody had to beat the dead horse.
1: Yeah. Get out the glue bottle.
3: Yeah, if you your game horse. if your game runs at six forty by four, just because I can see the, the pixel doesn't it mean it's pixel art. <laughs> <laughs> he's,
2: he's, you're, you're just being a hipster. That's all it is. It's a hipster game.
1: Uh, but uh, getting back to uh, grow up, uh, it's like I said, it's more open world and I've kind of already started to sequence break and just go off on my own and do other things and they throw uh, challenges in as well that unlocks different cosmetic things Uh, from what I can tell you don't have to do them but they're usually some sort of platforming challenge which is interesting it it makes you uh, really toy around with the tools that you have and some of them you have to come back later because you just don't have what you need for example one of the challenges I couldn't do because I didn't have an upgraded jetpack yet. So my jetpack uh, was more of a hover pack than <laughs> anything else. So I can't do that yet. I have to go uh, get power-ups and come back later and try to do that
3: challenge again. <laughs> uh, what are actually those challenges? What do they mean to the actual game? Uh, are those absolutely. side quests uh, or are there the, the, actual progression?
1: They're, from what I could tell, just side quests. Think of it almost as... Uh, uh, this is going to make them sound even worse. The Riddler challenges from uh, the Batman Arkham series, where it unlocks uh, mostly nothing. Mm, I
2: haven't played that one yet.
1: Uh, but for this, uh, doing every so uh, many challenges, you get a cosmetic thing. Like the first, completing the first one uh, makes Bud the character that you play. Uh, gives him a bee outfit <laughs> that he can wear instead. It's cute. Yeah, and it's, it has the same thing where, going on from the, from the previous game, where everything is procedurally animated, so Bud dr- uh, stumbles around like he's drunk if you're not careful. <laughs>
4: <laughs> uh, and there's a, a
1: still a lot of clapping, but they give you the tools to uh, be able to navigate a lot quicker. Like within the first... Uh, Hour and a half that I've played so far. I've gotten the collider so I'm able to fly around. I've uh, upgraded my jetpack so I could uh, uh, move around. And one thing that they've done that was in the previous game was that you could scan the DNA of various plants and use those to navigate us around as well. So if you get uh, found a flower that uh, shoots pollen that allows you to gain altitude, you could scan that and then you have that for the rest of the game so you, you could use your. Uh, spawn one of those to gain altitude and try to fly up instead of just climbing which why, which is why I said it feels more of an open world almost sandbox game than a platformer there's definitely sections that is very uh, for, for lack of better terms scripted where you have to uh, essentially like in the first game grow the star plant to be able to reach a very very high ledge but there's been sections where i've gotten to an objective by just spawning a uh, catapult and getting altitude and gliding
0: yeah i heard that a lot of the game was getting height so you could glide down to stuff when it first released in like co-optional and pod position and the lpvg podcast yeah and i definitely it. see that because so they were like, I mean, you can do it this way. Or you could just climb the tallest thing you can find. and glide Yeah, which down I've already favor. got
1: teleporters up to very high heights if I wanted to basically cheese the game. But then it comes down to, uh, do you want to you know, essentially break the game and uh, play, you know, get us through it as fast as possible? Or do you want to have fun with it? Yeah. And that's where it really comes down to. Because I'm... I pretty much already have it where, if I really wanted to break the game, I already have enough height to get most of what I need. But, I don't want to do that. I mean, it's sort of like how I play RimWorld, where I try to avoid most of the cheesy tactics. Yeah. That's fair. But I've enjoyed it so far. Uh, granted, uh, Grill Home did wear on me after a while, but the thing is that this has a lot more variety than that game did because Grill Home was pretty much essentially climbing. There was no... Well, I shouldn't say there was no. There was some variance on what you were doing, but it was still essentially a Jack and the Beanstalk simulator. This year uh, year after, I think it's now different ship parts... And, uh, I've already had one that, you know, it was just glide, uh, into a crater and, uh, collect the part there. There was really very little climbing to do. Or at least the way I did it. And I did it with the pretty much what the world had spawned. It was, you know, I broke the game physics by spawning this and, uh, gaining a bunch of height. Yeah. So I think it's gonna be a nice little break game after, uh, the depression that was uh, Valiant Hearts. Well, I shouldn't say depression, but, you know, uh, definitely a downturn on that tone. Deep. Well, the thing with Valiant Hearts was I saw the sad ending coming from even before I started, so.
2: Yeah, I mean, it, it did tell, telegraph it, but it it was still no less of a deep game for me, at least. Yeah. There There, there may have been some emotions going on when I was finishing up that game.
1: I'm yeah, i think not really
2: heartless
1: bastard yeah I think the main thing for me what caught me off, more off guard was who instead of what
0: yeah right
1: but that's my games
0: okay well that's all of our games and hey look at that under two hours so for once I actually slightly overestimated this segment uh, does anyone need to take a break before we move on to our first news topic um,
2: I might be able to need might need it. Yeah, Bat,
0: bathrooms,
1: bevs, and snacks.
2: Pretty much. Okay, I need to Hopefully,
1: not all in the same room.
2: <laughs> I'm efficient. That's that's how I roll. Yep. Okay, let's
1: take. Uh, a couple you're minutes. just going to be sitting on the toilet, uh, taking a, a dump and eating a Snickers bar at the same time.
2: I mean, you know, in and out at the same time. And why not? Just make sure I don't put the. Never mind, I'm not... Never mind, no.
0: <laughs> yeah, let's not go there. Let's, let's go to break. We'll, All right. We'll do that and then be back. I'm just going to take us back in with this statement. Welcome back. We're now going to go talk about our first news topic. I'd like to be done, if possible, by 1230 because that would mean that I could spend a little bit of time editing tonight before I go to bed. Well, so that good means I'm going to move that. us. <laughs> yeah, thanks. So that means I'm going to move us on to our first news topic, which is Steam Greenlight is going bye-bye and Steam Direct is replacing it. This is probably our biggest news topic unless by some miracle we all have the exact same thought and it only takes us one moment to get it out. Like well,
1: my first uh, thought on this is uh...
0: Um. Yeah. There's some good to it. There's some bad to it. Well, and most of the bad is probably going to come from Steam just like throwing it out there, or Valve just throwing it out there, like they do with everything, and then being like, "All right, th- this is better than Greenlight, right, guys? Right? Okay." <laughs> yeah. Right.
1: Uh, Greenlight. I- I'm not going to pretend Greenlight is uh, not a severely flawed system, and just the fact that. Greenlight really is a popularity contest. For the most part, there have been games that have gotten through Greenlight with very few votes. And that's more of Steam picking and choosing what's popular or getting a bit of pr- traction still. So, you know, it's still a bit of a popularity contest, but it's not who has the most votes on Greenlight. You automatically get through.
0: Right. Let's take uh, just a moment to say what Steam Direct is. Like, Everyone, I think, has got a it's handle on Steam Greenlight, Greenlight. we talk about so much. Well, st- yeah, it's Steam Direct is similar to Steam Greenlight, except <laughs> there's no vote. It's the exact voting. same. Just now you fill out the stuff, pay the money, and your game can go up on Steam yeah. instead of having to wait for people to
3: vote for it. I see so much shovelware going through yeah, this. Yeah, this is such a bad idea.
1: It, if it wasn't Valve doing it, if it was someone... Oh, I hate using the uh, the phrase "actually caring about content" because Valve, I think, does care. But the thing is that they are just so overwhelmed, and they do not want to spend the money on the staff to even attempt to cover this. This is just going to be open door policy. Anyone that could yeah. put the uh, and it is a redeemable th- fee as well. That's the thing is that you get that fee back. So, yeah, if someone could. Book the bill on however much they set the fee. I imagine it's going to be more than the hundred dollars that they have for green light. Then it's an open door to steam, and I just see so many problems with this coming up. How many, how many Unity asset flips do you see coming up from this? <laughs> because I see all of them. A few,
0: some of that I think could be mitigated by the fee. I mean, yes, you can get it back. But unless I missed it, they didn't say exactly how. They just said there was a way for you to get it back. I'm paraphrasing. But a fee that's high enough to block a lot of the people who are just trying to dump shovelware for a quick buck would prevent some of that. But you don't want to go too high because, like, I mean, who's just got five grand lying around? Cause yeah, Because they, they set a range of, like, well, you know, it could be a 100 bucks. It could be five grand. And it's like, well, I mean, I've got a 100 bucks I could just give you, but I don't have 5 grand. You know. I,
2: so, I have an idea on how this could work. I don't know if
3: it will though. Does Is, it involve involve in, uh, getting actually involved with the whole process? No. Cuz no. so good luck. It's, it's
2: yeah. going outside of Valve for this. Um it, basically I could see this being if they if they make, if they cap it at 5000 um, I can see them be, absolving themselves of any kind of oh well this is crap because yeah people aren't going to be able to have five thousand on hand usually but what I what I see happening is people will go to Kickstarter or Indiegogo and uh, try and, and pedal their wares oh uh, there
1: yeah just yeah. get the a uh, uh, Kickstarter to raise the get the Kickstarter the raise fee. the initial uh, income th- that's going to happen then, so many times
2: and then drop it onto the marketplace. So they're they're basically kind of just saying, we don't want to lose all of these new units coming in, but we don't want to deal with the overhead of trying to peddle them ourselves. We want you to at least get into the AAA game on your own before you come to us, I guess. Or no, I'm not I'm sorry, not AAA, like A or maybe even AA. You know, like they they want people to come prepared, not. Up to shovelware is the kind of the gist that I'm getting here. I don't think it's going to work exactly the way they want it to, though. Is the problem?
0: No, the biggest problem with Steam, and we've harped on this time and time and time again, is that they just need real people looking at this stuff. Yeah, if, oh, a, I think they need about every, ten times the staff that they do. Yeah, I think uh, every much single across problem, the board. I think every single problem that Valve has ever had, except for maybe like coding or security related issues. Has been, you know, if you guys would just hire some people and pay them to do this stuff, you wouldn't have these problems. And Valve has got the money. Yeah. It's not like they don't have the money; they just refuse to because they don't have to. Because they're Valve. Yeah. They're still top of the food chain. We have no way. Do they have the money?
2: Maybe they're spending. Maybe they have too much of a uh, hookers and blow. uh, (laughs) (laughs) Um. Part of their income or expenditures.
0: Lord Gaven spending way too much
1: money on his harem.
3: Yeah, uh, no, no,
1: no. It's the money bin. It takes way too much to fill it.
3: Valve is what. In Poland, we have a idiom called gardener's dog, which means you're not going to do something, but you will not let anybody else do it either. And this is the problem with Valve. They are not going to give away the control over the system. They are not going to, uh, to fix it themselves. Which means it will just stay broken. And this yeah. is... I don't think it will fix any of the issues. There will still be shovelware. Uh, without community policing, I think it will get worse. And I think they, will go, uh, they are going to kill a lot of passion projects. And if the cost of stopping 100 shit games uh, going into Steam is not letting one uh, one good game from an indie dev that they worked on just in their spare time, I think that is a tragedy. And that is uh, exactly what I think is going to happen. Because, yeah. yeah, maybe $100 is not that much for you, but for, I don't know, a student or somebody, especially not living in US, if I had a game right now that I could put on Steam Greenlight I th- that I would think people would like, $100 is, I think, a barrier I would not be able to get through.
0: Yeah, I mean, that's totally understandable. And that is only going to get worse if they raise the fee, which they will. Yeah, they will. They will. Because that's going to be their only method of control. Like, how serious are these people going to be? How much money are they going to spend?
2: And are they they going to keep it solid across the board, or are they going to arbitrarily up and down it every once in a while, just to kind of, as, like, as the supply and demand, you know? If there's a crap ton of, of, uh, Attempts to come into the system? Are they going to crank up the price to try and keep some people? You know, limit the flow, or, so to speak,
1: or something else? Is what about genre? What if it's oh, one uh, ah, price? Yeah. What if it's one price to put? Uh, let's pick a, a genre almost at random that's way overpopulated with uh, a lot of shovelware crap. The first red person red was, survival.
3: Oh. oh, I was thinking so you were go going to platformers. Yeah. Request well, fired. I was well, well, jump scare well, plat, horror crap. I mean, well, platformer
1: is oh, uh, almost too easy of a choice, so I went for the next obvious. <laughs> but uh, imagine, you know, uh, to do a uh, survival game, well, and also I'm talking about one that you know is uh, uh, usually done by a small company instead of an individual. Yeah. Uh, well, the place to do, to do be- a survival. Uh, a game and another to be a platformer
2: i see the other question too would be how would they run that arbitrary price thing would you know the more popular the genre they crank up the price or would they lower it to get more people into it because that would be the end thing and get get uh pages yeah i
1: think valve doesn't realize exactly what they're tampering with here to be honest valve is too much
2: of a hands-off company
1: yeah it it works for their company uh, itself but they can't do that with steam they and they definitely can't do it with developers because they've just let developers uh, get away with <laughs> just abandoning projects over and over and over again yeah how many times has uh uh the war z been re-released on steam under a different name now are we up to four or five times now or sorry, uh, Survivor Stories, or whatever the hell they're calling it now. I've it, I, I seen it pop up again recently. That's why I'm bringing it up.
2: Uh, How many times have Double Fine put stuff on Steam and it disappeared? <laughs> I mean, I, I don't want to rag. I, I honestly don't want to rag too much on Double Fine, because the stuff that i played from them has been fun and I've enjoyed it. But, man, they just... They are Double Fine
1: can't uh, manage a dollar to save their life. Yeah. Then again, they also live in one of the most expensive cities in the United States, and they're trying to be an indie developer.
3: Yeah. Yep. So... Yeah, and we haven't even touched on the paperwork. Which is <laughs> yeah, another thing that to, they want.
1: Yeah, you have to submit pretty much everything. They, they said, essentially, it's like opening
3: a bank account.
1: Submitting personal or company
3: verification and tax documents similar to the process of applying for a bank account. Yeah, that's the problem. If you have developers from the entire world, that is a lot of stuff to deal with. God, that
2: would be ridiculous.
3: Yeah.
4: yeah especially yeah, if, I wonder uh, if
1: individual from uh, a, a smaller, uh, less developed country. Can you imagine uh, someone just Uh, Well, I have a friend in South Africa. Uh, Him trying to open up uh, the proper documents uh, and get him to Val would be uh, just a a huge ordeal compared to, let's say, Jared uh, doing the same thing.
0: Yep. Oh, they even say it here, actually. I missed this line. They intend that to, in in their words, decrease the noise in the submission pipeline.
1: Yeah. yeah, but I've
3: that's really just been, that from my point of view. It means, okay, we'll just make everybody pay and that means we don't have to curate it. Yep. Which is not at all how it works. Still, back to the paperwork. Uh, that is really, really vague. Uh, yeah. what, uh When I applied for a bank account, the only thing I had to have on me was my ID. Is that enough for Valve? I don't fucking know. Tax documents. I don't pay any taxes right now. What do they would want from me? Well, what does tax
0: documents mean, too? I mean, in the United States, there are many different types of taxes that you can pay regardless. Like, you can just be an individual and there can be different types of tax documents that you receive and send.
3: Yeah, I'm just looking at it from the perspective of what, (laughs) what would happen if I wanted to submit the game to this process. Uh... Many countries, I'm pretty sure, most of Mm. them have internal databases, which means if I want to do something, all I need is my ID and they will look everything up. If I wanted to actually get all of this information and send it somewhere outside of the country, that is a shit ton of work. And again, Mm -hmm. I think it will just kill passion projects.
0: Also, another thing, security. Obviously, oh. they're going to have to store all this information. <laughs> oh yeah. man, I didn't even think of that. Uh, no. <laughs> I
2: thought
0: yeah, that while we were talking. Rem- I mean, you remember the, the security? The issue a security from the last leak year. in about
1: ten years from Valve with a decades worth of tax documents from uh, all the small indie devs that's uh, posted <clears> stuff <throat> on uh, Steam Direct. Oh, that, that would be a treasure trove for the hackers.
0: Yeah, I don't even want to attempt to, to get into the legalities of it. I mean, this would be a Kyle dis- discussion, but, you know, it, they're a United States based company it's that has tax documents from around <laughs> the rest of the world. Sure, let's make a fifth. Oh, God, please no more. <laughs>
2: <laughs> I just imagine it, that, like, Kyle is just furiously typing away already. <laughs> like,
0: he Probably knows, on Twitter. It's like they're, they're talking about legal stuff, I know it.
3: His lawyer senses tingling. There's going to be, like, 50 tweets next week.
0: about something other than Dark Souls, I hope.
2: I I just Um, imagine, like, anytime we, we, like, you know, you guys start doing something about, like, I wonder what Kyle thinks, like, like, real time, he's just on the other side of the country going, (laughs)
4: Hmm,
2: I feel they're talking about me.
0: Well, I better start boning up on my legal matter, or my legal subject (laughs) material for this topic. I know this is the one.
3: Yeah, so, uh... (laughs) You remember the caching issue from the last year when, during the Christmas sale, they were trying to optimize it, and they just started caching personal pages, which is a horrible fucking idea.
2: Is that the
3: one that that
2: that that happened when they, like, you logged in, you could see other people's... Exactly. Okay.
3: Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. You basically, what to, uh, yeah to, basically uh, what uh, caching anything, is but... is that you store precalculated pages, and you yeah. should only do it for the pages that are the same, the same or roughly this uh, or just mostly reus- uh, reusable. You should absolutely never do it for stuff that is personal. And somehow they did. Fortunately, there isn't there wasn't that much you could see. I think the only real thing you could see was the last four digits of credit card number, which is not that big of an issue. Still, it should uh, shouldn't be shown. If it opens are... up uh,
1: the biggest thing. It opened up a lot of corridors for phishing uh, attempts. Yeah,
3: exactly. Yep. Uh,
0: f- yeah. Remember a couple of years ago it was sometime in 2015 mid to early 2015 where they had the um, account security issue where that you could just type nothing into a password field and get in anyone's account. <laughs> hey, I remember <laughs> like, hearing something about that Imagine being able to do, to do that for some of these uh, any of these businesses that would have all their tax information and everything. It goes yeah, beyond it's... just losing your account, you could get your identity stolen or your corporation I don't... Uh, corporate entity stolen? I, I forget the specifics of it. But with the right information, you could hijack someone's uh, business online. Yeah, as
3: far as I know, the, in the U.S., the only thing you need to fully impersonate somebody is their social security number, right? Yep.
0: I mean, that's the biggest thing. Um, there are some things that have multiple security checks, but almost everything is like, what's your name? Uh, and your social security number? Okay, you're good. We'll tell you whatever you need to know.
3: Okay, that's just the issue f- with the country itself.
0: Yeah, social security numbers are also really easy to brute force. Because social yeah. securities are only, let's see, it's three, two, four. So yeah, yeah and, uh, and it
1: follows a pattern as well. So yeah, it follows a pattern. pattern. First, so first if you know the birth date, you could. Yeah, if you uh, know the birth date and the birth location, you could get pretty damn close.
3: Yeah, in yep. po- in Poland we have something called PESEL. I don't remember what it stands for, but it's just a uh, identification number. It's the birth date just s- straight birthday. The only thing that is a little different is that the month also con- uh, the month also contains the century. Which is, uh, for example, uh, if you were born in 1910, then uh, f- the first six digits, uh, uh, then the month, let's say, February 1910. Then your first six digit would be uh, 10 for the 1910 part, and then 02. If you were born in 2010, you add 20 to the month. So it's 10, 22. So, but still, it's very easy pattern, that which means if you know somebody's birthdate, you know, there's first six numbers. Then you have four numbers, which are semi random, the parity of which uh, is based on gender. So only 500 combination. And there is the checksum, which means if you know somebody's, uh, uh, birth date, there are only 500 possible numbers you have to choose from. Still, I could give it, uh, give my own one uh, to you right now. I could give you the serial number of all my uh, IDs. You will not be able to do anything with it. Still, there are, I've, of course, there are countries where the laws on it are not as secure. And of course, you have the human error, which means that you can call So uh, you can call some help center, say, hi, I'm Jared, I need the password to uh, to VGL Twitter and they will just give it to me.
1: Yeah, social engineering is a huge thing for uh, getting into some of these accounts.
3: Yeah, most of hacking Mm -hmm. is social engineering because it's easier to break humans than break code.
0: Yep. That is definitely true. So, so we got way off of our topic. I wouldn't say we were way <laughs> no. off. imagine that. Talking about social security numbers and, <laughs> and the Polish equivalent.
2: One thing I will say is, like, social security number putting out doesn't scare me anymore because, crap, that's pretty much – I'm so used to that from being in the military that that's on, like, every document ever in yeah. the last 14 years that I've been in the military, so – if somebody's gonna find it, there's plenty. Of, it's it's out there all over the place. So whatever. I've got. I've also
0: got tons of documentation that has like my social security number and stuff on it, just like from uh, the licensing board and um, yeah. stuff from school and the clinic. Like all of that has to be on file. Uh, so.
2: And in fact, I actually had gotten an email early last year that my. Uh, my information was potentially one of the ones that was in the, uh, was the office of personnel management. That was got that why the
1: laptop just went missing? Or? Yes,
2: that was yeah. I my information potentially was in that group, so they're like we're giving you two free years of. Uh, it wasn't it wasn't LifeLock. It was another like security. You know, or, uh, personal.
0: They were the lowest.
1: Management. They were the lowest bidder. Pretty much, yeah.
0: I had one of those too from a couple of years ago. Maybe it was the same.
2: Might have been, thing. who knows? They probably send that out to like everybody who's been had anything go through the government.
0: Yeah. I got two years of it started with a K, crawl or create Kri- something monitoring. It sounds and it, about it ended right. last year sometime. Yeah. Yeah, anyway. Yep.
2: It's a thing.
1: Uh yeah, I'm just uh, uh, yeah, I'm just sitting here rereading their announcement, and they're talking about the uh, success of Greenlight because a hundred titles have made over a million dollars each. Just how many games have gone through Greenlight, though? That's the thing.
0: Well, I do agree with what Chemist said earlier. Like, you know, if you have to get a hundred crappy titles to get one good one, I think that that's worth it. Because, yeah, I mean, true. we can rag on well, well, it all the time, but. Us and I, many I th- people
1: I think like would, us exist I to this, one, this stuff. I, I think the uh, this one be as big a problem, and this could be a lead-in to our next topic: is if the discovery tools didn't suck so much. Yeah, uh, yeah, but that is the that's. Uh, I think that's the bigger issue here is that it's really hard to find the uh, gems out there, or not even uh, not even the gems, uh, the. Uh, the underrated stuff. This you know, everybody knows about Stardew Valley, but the, how many people knows about uh, this game? That's kinda like it, but not really.
3: Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, if no in one has the, anything else, the... yeah, I may be in the minority here, but actually, I wouldn't mind if everybody could just put their game on Steam. And instead of policing uh instead of curating everybody, Valve focused on actual discovery so the community itself can decide which games are worth buying and which should just sink to the very bottom, especially since we have now the refund system.
1: Well I think my biggest uh, hang up on that isn't so much uh, the discovery as well, but just you know, there's games out there that just don't work at all. Yeah, I and the refund system—it's uh, uh, at that right at that point where if there's a game out there that let's say breaks at the hour mark, you have maybe an hour worth of time to fix it, and then you know you're not going to get that refund. And if you don't realize that, yeah, you know, uh, yeah, you know, the game is completely broken and nobody's really talking about it. Let's say it's a niche enough title that. There's, you know, the forums just aren't talking about it. Uh, they're either empty or they're, you know, or even worse, they're being curated where, you know, the developers and they're deleting the threads and there's just not enough outcry that people are saying something. Well, you man, may spend would... an hour trying to fix that game or, or you know, they can have it may be you. and It's not the game. And, you know, you're stuck with it.
2: I, I would agree with Chemist on that. If this was a perfect world, but the problem is, is you are still going to get that like the YouTube bait syndrome, or the people are just you know the the popularity of wow, this game is so shitty, you've got to check it out, and then it's going to skew the rats. results. Yeah, you get the bad rap of this game is so crap, and then that will still lead to the people that will purposely build a game that just sucks to get their name, you know, in 15 minutes of spotlight.
1: Yeah, true. Or even, uh, uh, well, let's call it No Man's Sky uh, Syndrome, where, you know, the opening of the game is is actually entertaining, but once you get past it, you start seeing just how really shallow it is.
0: Yeah, and how boring it is. So just Kyle uh, tweeted at me earlier and was like, hey, whatever happened with uh, this thing about frigates you mentioned, or freighters on No Man's Sky from however many weeks ago I was like dude I got bored and I just stopped so it's like you know that just happens sometimes
3: Yeah, I know it's not a perfect analogy because here you actually have to spend invest time and money but to me this situation is kind of like if YouTube had absolutely no search features they only hosted uh, videos and the only way to get to them would be via direct URL you would have to just type the actual URL, uh, semi-random URL to find the video. <laughs> and they decided, and after people complaining that you cannot find any good videos, they decided, okay, we're going to make everybody pay for uploads.
1: Huh. Don't give YouTube that idea.
0: <laughs> it's an interesting way to think about it. But you're right. You're definitely right.
1: This is yeah, it's you... just uh, oh, well, YouTube also have a, has a discovery issue as well, but uh, that, that's yeah. that's something that's really difficult to solve. Actually, is how do you uh, get discovery uh, for smaller projects? Because uh, the the tax system is not working for uh, Steam because there's they just get trolled. How, how many uh, kids games have psychological
3: horror? It's like, and they are actively banning useful tags like 30 fps yeah yeah because they are seen as building uh actually for youtube it works pretty well for me obviously the most of the recommended stuff is the most popular but every now and then if i watch a couple popular videos it will recommend uh, me ones that are similar but have under thousand views
1: well what's interesting is during the summer sale uh uh went on to uh, one of my secondary accounts and went through the discovery queue there and went through it on my primary account. And there's no link between them outside of just uh, being friends uh, between them. And the discovery queue, I would say, was 75% the same. Mind you, my alternate account doesn't have hardly any games on it and there's been no traffic on the store page, store pages at all, so it's not metadata from there.
3: So okay, I have a proposition. Why don't we all just go through our Discovery Queues? Jared will kill me for the runtime, but still. <laughs> okay, so
0: okay. my first game- Actually, I'm currently going through my Discovery yeah. Queue right now.
1: Oh, well, Sith my first y- one is Resident Evil Biohazard.
3: Okay, my first one is actually SIF Six, so that's on point. We uh, need to uh, go next deeper. One. So, uh, game, it have, wait a minute, What? Dynasty Warriors Eight. Half of the title is in Chinese.
1: Yeah, let's see. Mine is Alter Sophie, the Alchemist of the Mixed Myst, uh, Mysterious Book. This is something that I have never seen before.
2: Is this? I, I don't think I've ever really done. Oh no! The,
1: this is, But but, okay. but here but here's here's the line that uh, that pops up so often. Uh, that I think this is uh, shows you that yeah the discovery queue isn't what it's cracked up to be. This product is in your discovery queue because it's popular.
3: Exactly they, they where can you actually? That's, oh yeah, same it's here. Just above it says popular
2: uh, positive user reviews. I'm looking at Judgment Apocalypse Survival Simulation. And, and, no, no. I don't no, no no.
1: Let's see, Averon, which is a procedural co-op space sandbox.
0: Uh, will you, you laughing at me, George?
1: No, 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 no. Oh. Okay,
0: so I'm going through my discovery queue. This product is in your discovery queue because it's new on Steam. Animal lover. Evil forces have turned these five hunky beefcake time-displaced boys into animals. You've got to help <laughs> cure them and maybe even fall in love. That's yeah, got to be a
1: visual I'll, novel. It is. it is. I've signed it up is. for a review copy of it. <laughs> because, it but see, that kind of so makes sense for you because
2: you've at least, yeah. See, I'm looking at okay. My next one is Ashenear, which okay, Let's, cool. I, I'm interested in that. Uh,
1: yeah, I just got that one actually. Uh, so my
0: problem with the discovery queue is if you're a crazy person like me, I've actually gone through twice now and discovery queued every single game on Steam. Oh, and I've let it, yeah. I've I tried doing for a that of but
3: then after it didn't work at all uh, I decided to skip it. Yeah my pr- problem right now uh f- I this is the first game that was that is recommended because uh I might be interested. Uh Hunger Dungeon tags free to play MMO Pixel Graphics MOBA <laughs> Why? Marcus not interested. Uh what next? Popular some I CCG. Exiles. I have never played CCG on Steam. What yeah, else? All, NFS, the, uh, all what I've okay, i can. S- okay, that makes sense, but it's recommended because it's popular. That is actually a game I am interested in. At least I would be if it wasn't Criterion Hot Pierce it. Yeah,
1: everything I'm getting is because it's either popular or new on Steam.
3: Not That's because it's uh, tuned for me. I'm not getting any nuance. Like, Steam. Uh,
1: like here's Tekken Seven. I'm not big into fighting games. Yeah, everything. Uh... Foosball World Tour. This is, I believe, this is uh no. This isn't uh, uh, a a uh, virtual reality game, from what I could tell. But it's local co-op only, or local uh, player only. Every so, single game. Survival
3: game. Yeah. Nope. Yeah, every single game except this, uh, that one, uh, that two, was uh, recommended because it's popular. It's either horror or survival, and it's on on Jared's wish list. (laughs) (laughs) What is it? Every single game.
0: Oh, every game you see is on my wish list?
3: I'm
1: actually getting a lot of games that's not on Jared's wish list, but it's still... Uh, this is on your dis- ever queue because it has positive user reviews. Well, yeah, so does bad rats. That's that's the thing. This that's a isn't uh, tuned for me.
2: I just I just ran through my whole list, and out of the what is it twelve that they show you, I think eight of them were survival games, either first person or top down. And I don't like survival games. So well, yeah, why?
1: Well, my uh, my second queue I just went through is uh, had three fighting games. And now I'm getting uh, It was either fighting games or Soccer Manager and here's another Soccer Manager Game Uh, Unreal Tournament, okay, maybe Then Super Impossible Road Which is an endless Runner game Oh look, another Football game, or sorry, Soccer Game World of Soccer Another Soccer Game
2: It's Football We're the only country in the world that calls it soccer, so everybody else is right. So it's football.
1: football Another soccer game? game. game.
2: (laughs) Yeah, football and American football.
1: So, yeah, I'm just getting all soccer games now. (laughs) I've gone through
0: four queues while we were sitting here, and I haven't gotten a single one that said, Recommended because you played this game, or because you have selected this. It's all new, mm. or positive reviews, and I've gotten one that said, Just to see if you might like this. Mm. Oh, f- this and product, I didn't, it was an isometric Horror game This product no, is no, in it your may discovery queue be
3: because... because it's uh, on sale Football Manager 2017 21% reviews There are couple Wait, what? How many reviews? Uh, 21% positive Football Manager? Yeah 2017, Ugh. I don't know why
1: yeah, I just got Soccer Manager.
2: I have I have that Motorsport Manager on my I, list. I want to know. I want to, I want that, but I can't afford it right now.
1: What did I do to make this uh throw just soccer games at me? My problem um, with this it's is it's your playstyle in yeah.
2: Rocket League that's what caused it.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Maybe it is Rocket League uh, triggering some sort of thing in soccer, which means it is at least somewhat tailored because I do believe Rocket League is a tag for soccer. Mm. Which, uh, once again, gets back to the whole uh, tagging issue. Oh, it's tagged as football. There, there so, you go. Oh, oh, Even so, though
0: we've been talking about it for a while, we never actually said that we were moving on to
3: discussing we Discovery 2.0. Yeah, yeah, this is going to be Let's interesting to let see let where finish. you
1: drop the uh, the uh, timestamp. No.
3: <laughs> yeah, this is the last game on my on my queue. Uh, survivalist. Uh... Early access zombie survival game. Oh fun. In your discovery queue because it has positive user reviews. 60% is <laughs> enough for it to recommend to me. And actually well, there it's... were a couple games that I was interested in. Uh, for example, it recommended to me Overcooked, which I really wanted want to get into. I just need to find people to play it with. And it's always uh, recommended because it's popular. I have never... I don't think I have ever gotten a recommendation because I might be interested in it, and I was actually (laughs) interested in it.
1: Oh, I just got one that's listed. This project is in your Discovery Queue just to see if you might be interested after three Discovery Queues. Assassins vs. Pirates. Looks like it's uh, a local multiplayer game, so... No, I'm not interested in it. I remember uh, Discovery 2.0 is a, a success for Steam because it has sold a lot of games.
0: Maybe I can just like take what you just said and push it back like twenty minutes. <laughs> yeah,
3: <laughs> basically the discovery queue only works uh, if I actu- if I just forgot to wishlist a game, and I will yeah, eventually get to it.
1: Because that, that's what this is. Yeah. Wait, I it just gave I've... me the same game uh, again.
0: I've heard a lot of good things about the new discovery tools, but the thing is is okay, so my Q activity. I have viewed nine thousand five hundred and ninety five games on Steam with one thousand one hundred and thirty eight tiles on my wish list. With and seven thousand nine hundred and ninety five games marked as not interested. Like I've gone through so much of the store it doesn't help me.
2: I think they put a few they forgot to put a few zeros behind your wish list.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Well, uh, well, I think part of what my problem is, is that if they try to base it on my library, good luck.
3: Yeah,
0: <laughs> yeah. me and you have the exact same problem because our libraries are so big and so varied. Uh, I mean, yours even more is, so than mine.
3: Mine is not so big, but I have plenty of games I am not interested in just because they were bundled. But still, I think if they are basing recommendation on those, that's a stupid idea. They should instead base it on the games I've actually played, not just yeah, like, bought.
1: And I do. Th- this once again comes back to the whole curation problem. They just threw uh, the game Toxic at me in the Discovery queue. And the last I heard, Toxic ha- is player numbers below Evolve. I'm actually going to go double check now just to make sure. Oh, 29 players uh, in January. <laughs> so, I just got the
0: Bloody Boobs game on in my discovery queue and it's pulled down. One friend already owns this game, Caffeine Rage, now playing.
1: <laughs> Review copy and it, I guess it's idling or right idling. Now. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Idol Master. You make me play some weird shit. <laughs> Ooh! Hey,
0: a game that actually looks interesting. I could get. I Although like it's got a, run a weird title. title, Evolvation.
3: That's a hmm. title.
1: But yeah, they just threw me a a, a uh, discovery for a game that is essentially dead, and uh, it's coming all the way back around to saying that there needs to be some sort of curation because there. The Discovery system should not be throwing games that are dead. They shouldn't be throwing games that are broken. They shouldn't be throwing games that have a 60% positive review and are put on the Discovery queue saying that we're putting this on here for positive reviews. Bullshit. But it all comes down to Steam refuses, or sorry, Valve refuses to staff Steam. Like they need to be. This looks wonderful. Oh no. no wait, Her,
0: wait, majesty's, wait. Her Majesty's Spiffing. Her Majesty's Spiffing is a quaint graphic adventure game following the exploits of Captain Frank Lee English. Get it? frankly English? And his trusted regional accented colleague, Aled? Uh, Aled, As they travel through the cosmos in search of planets to claim for the new galactic British Empire. Add to wish list.
1: And that on. Uh, I also uh, saw that and tried to get a review copy of it. <laughs>
3: oh, I know this game, but mostly oh, it's the from the devlogs. Ah, oh,
4: ah, yes.
0: As soon as that goes on sale, i will buy it.
3: I've watched a bunch of devlogs, even though so I'm not maybe really the interested. discovery
1: queue is worth something. What, yeah. Well, what I had to again? go through six queues before I got to it.
2: What's the name of that again? Her,
0: Majesty her Majesty's Spiffing. Spiffing.
3: And they are (laughs) developing the game in Unity and uh, providing a lot of insight behind it, so this is why I know it.
0: Okay. Here's another interesting one. Mr. Masaji, use your dating skills to get well-earned massages given to you through your gamepad
1: controller. Also a game I've signed up for a review copy of.
0: (laughs) That looks (laughs) Stupid. This looks stupid.
1: Well, Add to wish list. <laughs> well, I just got panty uh, problem. as part of my discovery queue. Burly men at sea?
0: Add to wish list. I don't even know what this is, but the title Burly Men at Sea. I'm in. A branching folktale adventure about a trio of large bearded fishermen in the early 20th century Scandinavia. Actually,
1: yeah, that Jared, sounds interesting. It, Jared is part of the problem. I yeah. am
3: the problem. I'm the whole problem. I admit it. I don't know, does uh, the Discovery Queue take into account uh, friends?
1: I'm not sure,
3: actually. I don't know. Jared
1: may be part of the problem, or I may be the problem.
3: Yeah, because if it does, I'm unfriending the two of you.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Well, honestly, I can't uh, can't blame you, and it may explain why I see some of the weird shit. (laughs) <laughs> but I, I think part of the uh, uh, problem of the Discovery Queue is that yeah the tag system is just uh, terrible.
2: I have no idea what was just said over the last minute. I was watching the trailer for Her Majesty Spiffing. That is hilarious, <laughs> and that is on my wish list now, too. Thank you very much for that. I just You're wanna, welcome. Uh, uh, maybe is this
1: is accounting for all the Rocket League because it keeps giving me soccer games.
0: Reptilians must die. An amazing adventure game with gripping storyline, based on the right patriotic education and spiritual sc- scrappy fix. But in the trailer, it's got footage very clearly stolen from District Nine. <laughs> <laughs> and there's pictures of Stalin and Putin.
2: Uh, qu- uh, quick Nuh-uh. question: Was Trump He's there? Totally wrong.
3: Guys, Not in any I of think the I invented a new segment for VGL to replace weekly deals. <laughs> oh, boy. <laughs> discovery
1: discovery queue. <laughs> that could actually work. It could.
0: It will be completely limited by <laughs> me, though, because of how many discovery
3: queues I've gone through. Just go through 5 each and rip about all the bad games, and maybe you will discover something. Oh. I mean, I've discovered two games in, in six queues. Exactly. You're welcome.
0: Everything else has just been marked as not do think,
3: interested. Do you think that uh,
1: we're proving the point that the discovery system does work now?
3: Oh, so Ghost Shark is now playing Guardian of Orion. <laughs> I mean, oh, you know, no, if you spend I, enough I, I time like doing something... i kind of master to work, so...
0: If you spend enough time doing something, you'll eventually get results. The question is, like... Was your time well spent? Or could it have been better spent doing something else? And I mean, in this context, sure, it's fine what we're doing and it's funny. But, like, if your average person is just sitting around, they probably don't want to go through six or seven or ten discovery queues to find a game that they're interested in.
1: Well, let's put it this way. Uh, My queue activity. I've viewed over 1,800 titles myself. So, yeah. There's... Uh, it takes a long, long time to get something. It, it's uh, they're essentially throwing so, uh, make you throw, go through so many titles to actually find something that eventually it does work and they're calling it working. I have a question.
2: And, Whenever you were done with your thought.
1: Well, well, it's just the, the uh, they're trying to say well, the broken clock uh, uh, works because, you know, it just happens to B six
3: o'clock. Yeah, Mm. it's not really a discovery queue if you have to go through every single game on Steam to find something.
0: So, what was your question, Go Shark? And then we'll move on to our next topic.
2: Well, my my question—I'll try and make it quick because it it does kind of go back to our. Oh, take
3: your time.
2: (laughs) (laughs) (laughs)
1: Um, it's not like you're uh, about to fall asleep on us.
2: I don't use the Discovery queue at all. Like, I've looked at my thing, and I think I I, I might have reviewed, like, 200 games total. Um, I do most of my stuff by looking at, like, Kickstarter or Indiegogo or just, you know, catching news on the wind of, hey, this sounds like a cool game, let me go look it up. I mean... Do you guys do that stuff too? Is there kind of leaning back towards that first thing of if if the, the green light goes away and they're kind of looking at using you know the the way that things go and people start using Kickstarter and IndieGoGo to fund the initial the fee to get on the Steam, Would you do more of your just snooping around for new? new games on those platforms? Oh, well,
1: this is how I I find games, and uh, this is not counting uh, me just going through the sites that I go through for uh, review copies and uh, wishlisting some things that look interesting as well, is that I go through the Discovery queue some, obviously. I mean, I have 1,800 titles I've gone through, but they also go on uh, the uh, sales uh, subreddits on Reddit. Uh, for the weekly sales, and especially during the big uh, seasonal sales. And I like to see what people are talking about. But that's yeah. still, you're not going to get the very underrated gems unless you go digging big time.
0: The way that I use the Discovery Queue is just kind of a way to pass time. Like, <laughs> obviously. If I'm, just, if I'm just, like, sitting around, like, I don't really want to play any games, but, like, Steam is open, I'll go run through a few Discovery Queues. Or a lot of Discovery Queues. And I've... I mean, I have found some interesting gems. You know, some things that really appeal to me for, you know, whatever reason. Yeah, like you, know, you just throw, throw them on the pile
1: or, of uh, the wish list and then never see them again.
0: <laughs> but, but, you know, I think... I mean, I'm definitely the exception to the rule. Most people don't go sit for... Gosh, what has, what has to be hours at this point going through the Discovery Queue. So, I mean... Like I said, if you do something Uh, enough, you'll find, you know, you'll get something out of it.
1: Yeah, let's put it this way. Each Discovery Queue is, what, 12 games? Uh, yes. 10 or 12? I don't know. It's 12. So, yeah, just do the math. I've done a a little over 1,800. Jared's done, what was it, over 9,000? Over (laughs) 9,000! Pretty close to 10,000, actually.
2: I mean, like, because I just looked on Kickstarter now, and I'm looking at granted, games category is both board games and digital. But I'm like, there's Sunless Skies, which you know, you knew that was going to fund anyway. That's from Failberry Games. <laughs> that's that's the same people that did like Sunless Sea and all yeah. that stuff. Um, pe- pedestrian is that a? Uh, let's see, I am. I actually haven't looked around in here for a little bit, so some of these things are kind of new to me. But I mean, I've I found some really awesome games in this stuff. Like on my on IndieGoGo, I funded um, Go for Launch Mercury, which is a Mercury Mercury uh, space capsule simulator that's designed for VR. So um, I don't know. I just I I don't know where I'm getting it. I guess basically just like. The discovery thing, if it goes away, I'm not too concerned about it, because I can still find stuff that interests me. Plus, I don't have enough time in a day to really...
1: Uh Oh, I think I found Jared's game.
2: Do everything I want to do. What did you find?
1: Horse club... or sorry, riding club championships. You ride around on horses and jump fences. (laughs) (laughs) No.
3: (laughs) Yeah, uh, I'm looking at my library right now uh so not counting the games i got from bundle or just freebies that were linked to me so, uh, somehow just the games i've actually bought okay worms armageddon i know it because who doesn't know worms uh what else uh titan yeah oh, sorry Titan Quest and Uplink I was recommended to by my brother a long, long time ago. What else? I think... um, Oh, Space Cam and Super Meat Boy. I actually read about those like 5-6 years ago in um, actual gaming magazine back when I used to read those. And... Aside from those, every single game I have bought, which is, I think, over a little over 50 games, uh, I have, I know, because of a Let's Play. Yeah.
1: Okay, Uh, let's do something that will completely depress uh, us. Steam uh, calculator. The value of your Steam account. (laughs)
2: No, I don't want to. <laughs> it uh, we've not. done this before, Rage. Mine
1: is yeah.
0: you. You both of, of ours are in the thousands, especially I did, yours.
2: I did it too when you guys were talking about it, and yeah, I'm no, no, I'm not gonna do it because it's depressing.
4: <laughs>
2: okay, I mean, I'm not as bad as you guys, so
1: yeah. Come on, I'm only just over thirteen now.
2: <laughs> thirteen thousand or hundred? <laughs> yeah.
1: Current, what did you uh, say account value thirteen thousand six hundred twenty six dollars
0: that does assume you bought everything
3: yeah yeah I have a little under one thousand dollars there is no way this is I think the actual value of all the games I have actually uh, I have bought is a little around well, 150 to $100. <laughs> Yeah, and yep. also, uh,
1: even uh, total cost of sales... Which 40 for me of is... it
3: is Brawlhalla. <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
0: $5,358 current account value.
1: Yeah, and uh, total uh, cost of sales, 4700 but that's uh, accounting for all-time lowest priced on Steam, not bundles and that sort of thing. Yeah, but... And like also, now. mine is still inflated with review copies.
3: Yeah, but let me just... If I sort by price... Uh, so, C5. so we're just yeah. so- C5, 30, uh, $30 I paid 10 for All DLCs uh, XCOM Enemy Unknown, $30 I paid 5 uh, On Humble Bundle With all DLCs Cities Skylines, $30 That was actually given to me by Rage uh, Warlock, Master of Arcane $25 uh, I got it as a freebie Factorio, $20, I paid 10 Portal 2 uh, i think i got this one from Jared etc uh seed four twenty dollars uh that was actually with bundled with c five so i can already see just the top uh let's say seven games this is hundred eighty dollars that i actually paid less than thirty four so, this is way overestimating. Yeah. Later on, I see bunch of games. For example, here's five different games, all rated at $20, all freebies. All bundles. Yeah. So, this is. And. Uh, Brawlhalla, free or no price. I beg to fucking differ. <laughs> <laughs> so, it's underestimating at that point. Yeah, I don't. But, but th- no, it doesn't it- even see the DLCs. Or, uh, or in-game. Packages. Well, I
1: can't see the. Well, I can't see the in-game purchases, but it could see the DLCs. But the thing is that you know it, it all comes around to just maybe the discovery queue isn't made for people like us to begin with, and that's why it seems so broken.
0: Yeah, I think that that's probably a. a you no, know, it's not argument. meant
1: for someone that has, uh, yo, know, two hundred, three hundred games. It's meant for the person just getting into gaming and has maybe five.
3: Yeah, I have... uh, And also they need some... uh, some income they can spend. Because, yeah, I have just 50 games, but that's not because there are no games I want to purchase. There's just not many games that I can afford and I can run on my laptop. So I'm not the demographic either. I'd
1: love to see uh, some sort of a proper benchmarking tool that all the games on Steam have to uh, have some sort of uh, rating for so you know that you're not going to have an issue running this particular game because that's also been something that we've run into several times is that uh, a game just won't run well for me because it doesn't like my processor or it didn't like my very particular graphics card even though I met the system requirements.
3: Yeah, uh, just, and also system requirements, uh, unless you are always uh, tracking the market, they are not that easy to read.
1: Well, it also doesn't help that system requirements really don't mean all that much, because, okay, minimum system requirements, does that mean the minimum to get 30 FPS? Does that mean the minimum to get 60 FPS? Does it mean that the system, that the game will barely run at all on those? And that the recommended is thirty. There's really no way to tell.
3: Let me just find any random gay. Oh, KSP. Uh, requirements. Okay, minimum requirements: processor Core to Duo. What does it really mean to so uh, for somebody who doesn't really know Core to Duo? Not true. Uh, graphics: SM three five hundred. Twelve megabytes of VRAM, also not uh, not meaningful at all. Three gigabytes of RAM. Okay, that is actually some concrete numbers. The best tool for just pure system requirements I have found is Siri. Can you run it from system requirements lab? You all you have to do is run a single program. It Gets all your specification and shows we uh, every single one which you meet or not. But still, it. I've used that, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I use it all the time because on my my laptop uh, doesn't meet most of the requirements. So I know just not to bother at all. But still, if especially in the triple A games, there are a lot of issue with just single graphic cards and without proper community support there is no way to get this information
1: yeah which brings us all the way back around
3: (laughs) yep
0: okay um i'm looking at our time and we're very close to the three hour mark do we really want to talk about valve modders or can we move on to Community um, Corner. That's
1: interesting, but uh, we could drop it if need be. But I'm going to be uh, cutting uh, Kyle's stuff down uh, quite a bit.
0: Yeah. Oh, I, yes. I would, for the sake of t- editing and time, uh, I would like to move us to Community Corner and then the end of the show.
1: All right, then. I so disagree. will
0: no. Well, I'm going to kick you from the call. Um, <laughs> Paramount the Crate. <clears throat> we will come back to Valve Modders another time. Because it is an interesting topic, but we have... I mean, had organic discussion, which is fun. But we are hitting an actual wall this week, so... Because I still have a sick kid that I'm going to have to take care of some
1: Who wants to listen to music.
0: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Before the recording started, he was asking for me to come play him music. I was like, kid, you're a turd. You don't ever listen to music in your bedroom. You're just stalling because you don't want to go to sleep. He was like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, definitely your kid. Definitely my kid. So, uh, yeah, with that said, let's move to Community Corner then. Um. So, Ghost? Yes? We haven't listened to your audio letter. We were going to listen to it at this point... Um. But then you came on the show.
1: Yeah, let's just do it live.
2: I'm not gonna reread that whole thing because it took me forever to cut out all the empty spaces. Uh, if you want to just save that for another time, uh, or just scrap it, I don't the, care. There's, not no, uh, there's no uh, what
3: is it even about?
2: All right. So the the basic gist of it was I went through uh. I linked modern day politics and Star Wars politics, and similarities oh my. between the two.
1: Oh boy! Oh my! Yes. Okay. Uh, uh, now, now, quick question. Uh huh. Are we going to have to separate you and Chemis after this?
2: No, 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 no. I there was no breaking down of force or any of that kind of stuff. Nothing that he was, you know, he would get
3: upset over. Like, All right. I find it cute that you guys think I'm Chemis. I'm Here, actively insulted by Star Wars. I just don't care about it.
2: <laughs> Here, here's the thing I was going to say earlier for you like that we have common ground on. I too hate Harry Potter. And I don't like it at all, so... I don't really care. Harry Did Potter I ever say I don't like Harry Potter? I thought you said something about... Oh, no, it was, oh, it was Game of Thrones. Game of Thrones. <laughs> oh, no, I love Game of Thrones. That's right. It
0: was Game of I don't like, Game of France, don't like Game of Thrones, but
3: uh, I like Harry Potter. But I do okay. think that the mechanics of it is just stupid yeah. with no restriction on magic. The best wizard is the one that can flick rotate their wrist the fastest. <laughs> Which
1: no. So the, the now I think I had... about it. Uh-oh. Oh boy! <laughs> oh boy!
3: Yes. So, I think Jared would have fun analyzing that. but no just the, the general
2: gist that i had about my audio letter was the fact of like there are similarities between what happened in star wars and some of the things that happened in real life you know and the the whole point that i was trying to get at was that a lot of the crap that happened in star wars you know either Legends, new canon, outside the bo- movies, inside the movies, all that stuff, were just came from a lack of uh, paying attention to what was going on, you know, or in some cases just the fact that somebody was so sneaky that nobody saw it coming. But, uh, you know, we, as citizens of, you know, America or even the world, you know, you kind of got to pay attention you never know what you might miss. And I don't I'm not doing that audio letter justice. I put a lot of time and effort into it. And <laughs> God damn it, you guys screwed me over right now.
0: So how about how about this? How about we save that for next week and it's full content. We'll save it for next week, we'll run it next week, and Rage and I can talk about it. Whatever, that's fine. More at length. I don't care.
2: Uh, we will do that. We'll do that. Devs. Okay. We'll do that. 14. We want to
0: give you your due time, sir.
2: That's fine.
0: I will also go bone up on a couple of books that I know deal with it specifically, and then I can contribute more fully to the conversation. There's uh, been no. that's one deep. book in in new canon. That, Bloodlines. Uh, is it? I can't remember the name of it. Uh, yeah, it's the I hit one on that Bloodlines deals with, with Princess Leia.
2: Yes. Yeah, that's the one I hit on a lot. So, that's where I kind of that was where I tried to focus most of my effort on.
4: <clears throat>
2: yeah. Okay. Because cool. it is kind of strikingly similar to some of the crazy shit that's going on right now. So, anyway. There, my, there's my audio letter.
0: <laughs> okay. Rage, let's do question of the week and tweets.
1: Oh, uh, well, question of the week uh, spark, uh, sparked a little bit of discussion and a, a hell of a lot of stuff from Kyle. <laughs> What game had the most improved sequel and what made it so great? And Kyle kind of vomited 20 tweets about Dark Souls. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, there's no way I'm going to read all of this. He Basically, he says, Dark Souls great. <laughs>
0: okay, so let's all answer the question. I like to play let's answer the question on the fly. <laughs> uh, Halo 2, best sequel.
1: Uh, I think I agree with Chemist on Portal 2. Uh, Either that or I go really old school with something like Mario 3 where they just added so much.
3: Yeah. I'm trying to think whether there is... Because there are a bunch of games that I really like that are technically sequels, but I haven't played the originals. Uh, Also, one of my favorite games is The Prince of Persia 2008. But I wouldn't really call it a sequel. It's more of a reboot. It's not really connected to the Sons of Time. Serious. I have. Uh,
2: I have a controversial answer, and I have a serious answer, just based off of what I see on my desktop right now. Oh, boy. Okay. Controversial answer: Mass Effect
0: Three. Ooh. Interesting.
2: Okay. Why? And the reason I say that is because even though it got such a bad rap from people, I absolutely love the story, the closure behind everything. You know, I was at the edge of my seat playing it the first time, just wondering who was going to bite it, who was going to survive. You know, I was a completionist. I tried to do everything there was in the first two. I tried doing everything there was in the last one because I knew that, you know, the typical Mass Effect thing of the more you do, the better your chances are of success.
0: Yeah, I'm in your corner. I've said and it still, time and time again. Mass Effect still, is my yeah. favorite
2: game series of all time. And just still how, you know... There was still some people that were not Sacred Cows that ended up eating it in the end, and I was just like,
3: damn it, no, not him. Yeah, I haven't played Mass Effect 3 because of all the negativity that's around its release. Dude,
2: Don't trust it.
3: Yeah, and the bullshit with pre-orders, etc. Uh, The first game I have played with Mass Effect series was Mass Effect 2 and yeah I agree it's fantastic I really liked how the very end mission could just go all to hell Mm -hmm. and then I tried playing Mass Effect 1 and it was just not it was a good game but it is I think it's not any good compared to Mass Effect 2 yeah if you start
2: with the later ones and you go back to one it's a slug it's it's a slog through So I would say that... Yeah, I would say Mass Effect Effect 1 and Mass
1: Effect 2 are different genres. Mass Effect 1 is more of an RPG than Mass Effect 2 or 3. I mean Mm -hmm. that as going uh, mechanics-based. Yeah, Uh, the
0: combat mechanics are completely different. (laughs) I mean, they share some common elements, but they really are two different games in terms of handling. Yeah, Um, Yeah, Mass
1: Mass Effect 2 and I assume 3. I never actually played 3. It feels... Almost more like an ARPG where they focus more on the action more than the behind the scenes uh, uh, number crunching stuff.
0: Yeah, uh, Mass Effect One is yeah. very like you said traditional RPG. Like you have all your gear and all your items, and it feels a lot more like oh, there's dice rolls behind the scenes. Yeah, you don't this have to worry is about what ammo or anything like that.
3: The dice rolls of it, uh, and because of the chronology, I played it in. I don't think. Mass Effect is a better game. I think Mass Effect 1 is a worse game. So
0: Mechanically, Mass Effect 1 is a worse game than yes. 2 and yeah. 3.
3: It's not... I didn't really have fun playing it. It had a lot of fluff that I'm really happy that was cut out, such as just driving the buggy on the planet.
2: I love I love the Miko. I love the mech- Miko, yes. And the Hammerhead part in, of in, it. in 2.
3: And I didn't yeah, finish like it the because the I think... Oh, I love the Hammerhead. I think my save corrupted with the macro just stuck on in some wall. And, uh,
1: it, it didn't control all that well. They, yeah. It felt like that was something that they tacked on to add some more uh, padding to the
3: game. Yeah, I'm I have actually the... lost all my saves because of it.
1: I'm
2: still waiting to see what will happen with my Mass Effect 3 playthrough. I have a, a mod that adds a whole bunch of extra stuff in it, and one of the things it does is you can add in like, a mech bay to the, to the, uh, hangar, uh, and then you also have an extra slot in the, uh, in the hangar for another vehicle, and you can either make, like, another Kodiak shuttle, or, uh, another Mako, or a Hammerhead, you know, anything, as long as you have the credits for it. Just for so decoration, or can you use it? I, apparently it says something about, like, you can actually use, you know, they, they have some play in the missions some point, I haven't really gotten far enough to really get into it. I'm maybe like 10 hours in, and I just got. Last time I remember, I had gotten done taking back Omega, and I was going to. Uh, to Chanka to start, you know, kicking ass with Rex and stuff.
0: Yeah, Rex. He's the best.
2: Uh, it's,
0: it's,
2: I like him, but. I
0: love Rex. He's I gotta, actually the best, but I do
2: love him. I gotta go with Garrus.
0: Garrus is definitely up there.
2: Garrus and Thane. Eh, not a
0: big Thane guy. I mean, he's not with, bad. With I just Jack
2: as, as
3: backup. <laughs> My favorite character from Mass Effect 2 was, I think, Samara. I think was her name. Samara, yeah. yeah. The, the, the Asari. Justicar, the, yeah. Blue-cheek. Yeah,
0: the Asari Justicar.
2: So I guess that wasn't as controversial of an answer as I thought it was going to
0: be. <laughs> well, nope. you're on a on a, a show with people who like Mass Effect, I guess.
2: Okay. Well, my – I think the ending
0: – I think Mass Effect 3's ending is the most controversial bit. Yeah. Because, I mean, yeah. I can't – I liked it, but I could definitely see how people would hate it. It's just yeah, like, here. you know, what do you play the game for? What were you expecting?
2: I can't and wait for Andromeda.
0: <laughs> I'm pretty excited for Andromeda, too. Yes. But
2: – so my more straight-laced answer was going to be Farming Simulator 17 just because it's it always they always add new features and nothing really gets broken between the iterations and I know it's kind of lame and boring but whatever. Yeah. They always they're always improving and making it better a little bit at a time if you're into that sort of thing. So Right. And I'm done. Right. Over.
0: <laughs> Carry on.
1: Rage. Okay, well, Kim has said Portal 2 is one of the best games, and the reason for it is it distilled everything that was perfect in one and made it even better.
2: And I can agree with it, too.
1: And uh, Groove uh, chimes in from the crate. I think uh, Witcher oh. 3 really <laughs> earned this award. Although Witcher 2 is uh, a really strong game story-wise, it lacks some game mechanics. And Witcher 3 simply improves game mechanics a lot. It, uh, it creates a wonderful story, which perfect, which ties perfectly into the already built world from the books, and, and Witcher one and Witcher two. Also, CD Projekt Red got uh, a good DLC policy for the Witcher, as their DLCs would fall uh, be more of a full price game from another publisher. And I'm um, just I uh, kind of paraphrasing because he starts uh, bashing on uh, No Man's Sky, and that's our thing. <laughs> <laughs> And that's all for the question of the week and really all the tweets we had was uh, be cool, trust me, uh, uh, you're lucky that you only watched the first two seasons of Battlestar and I nearly missed him tweeting that because uh, he did that in the middle of Kyle just uh, spewing about Dark Souls.
3: (laughs) Yeah. I kind of disagree with it. I think yeah, uh, there are I think four seasons. I have Yeah, I think so. Yeah, I have a policy of ending series where I like them to end, and I think I liked Relax really Season Three. Season Four started as a bit of a drag, and then there was—I don't want to spoil anything—but there was a point where it and uh, they have done exactly what the series was all about and the screen fades to black, I think, okay, that is a perfect ending for this series. And then I notice, 10 minutes left to an episode, 6 <laughs> episodes more. Oh, just fuck. Just yeah, turn on, uh, deleted, fr- deleted from the disc, never thought about it again.
0: That's one of the main reasons that Breaking Bad is one of my favorite TV shows of all time. Not only is it great, but like they had a story... They stuck to it. It didn't outstay its welcome.
3: I didn't watch season five.
0: Season five was very good. I it, honestly, it starts out a little rough, but by the end of the season, it's uh, perfect.
3: I think perfect season way f- to end that show. Season four finally wrapped everything perfectly. There was just one of well, more, many people think of it as just the last couple seconds. There is, a, I would say, opening, but I don't really need anything explained about it. I just think it's in character.
2: I just have to say that I'm surprised in all that crazy sci-fi rambling stuff that we had the other, the other week. Nobody ever brought up Firefly.
3: Uh, f- I think Kyle must have missed it because yeah. he would... Yeah, there was Firefly brought up at some was point. Was there? Right. Yeah. I was just
1: yeah. assuming it was yeah, kind it was of a given. Then, then Fox came in and just de- deleted it, you know? <laughs> oh, okay. I well, was mean, well, well, see, the problem, the problem was that uh, the tweet was out of order.
3: Oh, uh, yeah. The way uh, Twitter handles conversation is a little weird.
1: Uh, actually, I was making fun of how Fox originally ran Firefly completely out of order. Yeah, I yeah. know. Yeah. <laughs> But Twitter Twitter also also sucks sucks about uh, handling uh, long threads. I mean, Kyle kind of illustrated it this week. (laughs) And let's see. And the only other tweets we had was uh, "Chemist Perkin Ghost Shark ever Star Wars," again.
3: We can replay the conversation if you want. There are.
2: (laughs) Yeah, we're good, man. You don't.
0: You don't have to do that. It's fine. <laughs> okay.
2: Uh, the other thing I was wondering: did anybody, Has anybody ever watched Babylon Five? I have.
1: the that uh, it wasn't on my radar when it originally came out, and it wasn't just, either. I, I haven't uh, gone back and watched it.
0: I mean, we briefly discussed Babylon Five last week. I, I brought it up and talked about it for a minute, but Rach hadn't seen it, so we didn't stay on it. Yeah. Uh, yeah I, I I, no I tried getting
2: difficult. into it. And I watched like a season of it, and it disappeared off of Netflix, and I haven't been able to find it ever since. So,
3: um,
2: and I'm I'm not that much of a pirate, so.
0: If you want to watch it, I'll I can rip it and send it to you. My mom has all five seasons on DVD. She really likes Babylon Five. It doesn't hold up super well. I mean, the storyline is great, but since it came out in like the early to mid nineties, it's yeah. really dated looking. But yeah. if you can get past that, the storylines are great. I have to say though that. You might want to stop at season four. The show was originally designed to be five seasons long. But then they cut it to four. So five seasons' worth of story happens in four seasons. And then they were like, actually, the ratings were really good on the fourth season. So let's have that fifth season again. Yeah. And so the fifth season is way different than the rest of the show. Um. So.
3: Yeah, this is uh, basically why I... Many people, when they see news uh, t- uh, of the type, popular TV series gets three more seasons confirmed. I really don't like that, because that means yeah. they will drag on. It's, uh, it's one reason I like like British
2: TV. You know, they with this with most exception you know, with a few exceptions like you know Doctor Who, but even there are kind of different. Yeah. You know, yeah, most uh, of the time they well, have a I set I just
1: finished, well, timeline. the uh, latest season of Sherlock. and uh, it, Oh, fuck. The, Sherlock was so bad. Uh, it feels like they forgot what Sherlock was originally about. Uh, especially this last season. Kim, and as my
0: sister-in-law I, would fight you. She loves Sherlock. Uh, uh, well,
1: the,
3: Who would fight I'm, me? I'm
1: not, I'm not saying it's terrible. It's just the thing is that... It's, I don't like it I uh, think it's it's so. not where it, it was terrible
3: been. Third season was Absolute dog shit They literally had <laughs> A fan <laughs> service episode When they discussed Different When the Yeah, actual, uh, yeah okay I'll
1: give you that much That one When the Sherlock
3: Discussed different yeah. Theories About but, how he Faked his suicide And the Sherlock Said Yeah whatever I'm not going to give you the truth, which means yep. the entire episode was a gigantic waste of time, then in the f- final, <laughs> the season finale, they bring Oh, us- God, now we got him. Okay. Also, who was supposed to fight me? Because I'm My ready.
0: sister-in-law. <laughs> just bring Sherlock her in. is her favorite show in the whole world. No. Just, well, it and Doctor Who, it's a pretty close tie between the two of them. Yeah. So, in other uh, words, Moffat. Or,
3: got it. Yeah. Also, who recommended to me Expanse? Was it you, Ghost, or Groove? Expanse? No, not me. Uh, there might have been Jared. Wasn't
1: me. I don't know what you're talking about.
2: I don't even know what Expanse is. The Expanse? Somebody. I, I thought it was on a podcast.
3: I think no, it was, was response. If it's not you, Ghost, then it's Groove. I always get the G's confused. Might have been Groove then. Yeah, I don't know. I've
2: seen oh, I remember stuff about it, I've voice muffled
1: yeah. from being stuck in a crate.
4: <laughs>
0: okay. So, with no other segments, I suppose that means it's time for us to wrap up. Yeah. No. Let you, chemists, you do you have anything you want to you want to say or
3: No, I just want anything to go you to want sleep. people to go see. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> and I do go not to... want for people to watch.
0: Do you have anything you want to plug or anything that you're trying to do or get off the ground? I know you've talked about YouTube series a couple of times.
2: Yeah, I just got to get around to starting up some stuff. I have, (laughs) like I said, I've got a few things lined up for my first few games I want to run. I've been recording some stuff on my walks and stuff, but I have yet to start submitting anything. And I think I might put that on hold until I actually get some decent recording rigs because, good God, I'm getting tired of Hearing the wind,
1: yeah. In my recordings, uh, oh, yeah. If you're going to be out hobbling around, you definitely want a windscreen because. Oh. Well,
2: so that goes back to my issue of I should have been paid by now from the military for you know the GI Bill and stuff, but they sent it to the wrong bank. So sure, I'm, they did.
1: <laughs> I'm the waiting wrong bank.
2: I'm waiting for them to fix it and send me the money. I mean, I'm going to get it. It's just going to be a couple weeks behind. The first thing I'm going to be getting is a bunch of stuff from Amazon and it's going to include a vit- an audio recorder and a lapel mic with some heavy-duty windscreen and all that kind of stuff. So, Because my phone that I was using as my audio recorder is my old HTC, which the battery is so crappy on it, I can't even need the charge anymore. So, yeah. That's the thing. So, recordings okay. are probably going to be kind of limited until I start getting battery equipment. But I gotta get that money first. Gotcha.
1: Yeah, and YouTube. uh, People uh, don't realize just how much time it takes for YouTube stuff. Long time.
2: Well, I'm so backed up on watching YouTube videos and all that kind of stuff. I'm like three weeks back. I'm just finally getting around to watching your uh, your Paco simulator, you know, car simulator thing. (laughs) Which that was like, what, three or four weeks ago?
1: Yeah, something like that. I, uh, and I actually skipped a week of uh, Sunday sampler just because. Uh, r- recorded, l- looked at the, uh, at the recording, and it was split into like twelve uh, different video files because of how the game was handling it. it's scene changes. Ugh! And it's like, fuck it, I don't, I, I don't care that much about this game. I'll just talk about it on uh, VGL. Right. Okay, well, then
0: rage. It's time for me and you. I'll go first, as I do. Uh, on my YouTube channel, don't expect anything this week. Between the sickness <laughs> and the exhaustion, and my backlog and things, there, there's nothing ready to go up uh, or be scheduled right now. So, don't nightmare. expect anything. If anything shows up, it'll be great. Anything other than the podcast, I should say that'll be up. But
1: it'll be a miracle. It'll
0: be a miracle. Otherwise. Uh, so if you want to find my YouTube channel and, and pray to the YouTube gods that content shows up there, (laughs) you can do so by searching for gaming psychologist. I went to, to get a custom URL, but they're not very cost custom. It gives me two options and neither of them are gaming psychologists. So I just was like, screw it. So I haven't done that. So in other
1: words, you, so in other words, you haven't broken every single one of my annotations to you yet.
0: No, not yet. Um, so there's that. If you want to follow me on Twitter. Where I tweet about all sorts of things. There's a lot of politics here lately. Although I've gotten quite a few followers, or well, not quite a few, several new Twitter followers who are interested only in my political stuff. So that's nice. Um, but uh, uh, you're you're
1: only encouraging him.
0: You can do so over. But to at be fair, JMA. I do poke you every so often. <laughs> you do. You can do so at JMA4707. If you want to watch me stream games on Twitch, which normally we'd be doing that tonight, but because of sickness and exhaustion again, uh, we're recording tonight. And the you fact so that over... you were a
1: squid girl yesterday.
0: I was a squid girl yesterday. <laughs> um, Tentacle hair. Oh yeah. Uh, Twitch.tv slash JRArthur4707. And if you want to be friends with me on Steam, uh, I'm getting more and more Steam friends. So, Yay. Uh, J. Arthur 4707. I accept all firm requests on Steam. Hope that you're podcast listeners and hope that you're cool. And so far, I have not gotten a single bad egg, bad seed, bad person. Everyone that, follow, that friends me on Steam and chats with me has been cool so far.
1: Well, now you're just asking for it. And if you wish to let him know exactly which episode you're coming from, the password for this week is digress.
3: It's <laughs> <That's> very <laughs> applicable to this episode. <laughs> I (laughs) digress. I thought you were going with diarrhea.
1: (laughs) No, that's that's if we had Kyle this week.
0: (laughs) Mouth diarrhea. (laughs) Okay, Rach, what's going on with your stuff this week, and where can people find you?
1: Oh, well, uh, as I brought up like three hours ago now, a new series, uh, well, next week, but it'll be new... uh, In between recording sessions, it's going to be grow up, and uh, I refuse to. So I'm still going to continue putting stuff on YouTube. (laughs) There you go. Uh, Rim World is still going strong, and it's actually, I think next week going to be uh, my current series is going to be my longest running one. So uh, got something going on there. (laughs) Uh, I'm actually still recording that series, so I have no idea how it ends. Uh, had some fun times with that. Let's just put it this way, random sickness. <laughs> it took out several people. I'm not sure if any of them are here though. Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> uh I know one person got uh, hit with both malaria and the plague at the same time. Oh that's that makes sense. Yeah, that's uh, 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 technically known as being fucked. <laughs>
2: <laughs> by the way thanks for letting me get kidnapped just just wanted to throw that out there oh, that's, yeah. that's where I'm at right now so uh,
1: it's alright I'm sure that they're treating you fine they just have you in a crate somewhere yeah well uh, that's also part of the reason why I've been playing the game a little bit more is to get my uh, opening moves down a bit uh, better uh, but let's see, outside of Rim World, uh, we have, of course, the very original sin as well, which hopefully will continue on because, yeah, yeah somebody's been having some issues with or being tired.
0: Indeed, it'll continue on. Okay. <laughs> Never give up. Never surrender.
1: Yeah, at least I know for next week it's going to be there because uh, we have stuff recorded for it.
4: <laughs> Indeed.
1: And you can find all of that, including the Sunday Sampler, which who knows what that's going to be. I mean, right now, I have an ongoing long-term project uh, to be uh, just filler content whenever uh, I have another game that splits its recording into 12 different videos. But it's something that is a very long-term thing and won't be ready for several weeks because I just want to have time with it. But beyond that, it's just random, usually first impressions of uh, random indie games. And sometimes there are even good indie games. Rarely. <laughs> <laughs> Go through enough queues, you'll find a few good ones. <laughs> uh, and sometimes there are a niche of a niche of a niche, and I'm the only one that even uh, remotely likes it. <laughs> <laughs> you can find Sometimes. all of that over at Gaming with Caffeine Rage or you can follow me on Twitter Gaming with CR where I tweet about random things uh, I don't get as political as Jared but then again few people do <laughs> uh, and if you wish to follow the podcast or if you're not listening on our RSS feed you can find us over at com. Where you can find the RSS feed and the show notes with timestamps, even though the timestamps will be of limited use right now. <laughs> Look at it this way, you could skip things in the future. <laughs> but it's also useful for people who are watching us on our YouTube, which uh, my version of the, uh, of the podcast is gaining some momentum. I don't know what's going on there. The power of uh, search engine op- op- optimization, I guess. Uh, if you wish to email us, uh, and I promise we do read these things, <laughs> you can email us over at vglpodcast at or tweet us vglpodcast on Twitter. And please, uh, limit it to you know, somewhere below the double digits in one single thread. <laughs> <laughs> Kyle. If you wish to pay us to uh, uh, extend that limit, though, which, okay, it's not one of the goals, but it does help, uh, you could uh, send us some money over on patreon.com slash VGL podcast. Our intro and outro music is on the ground by Kevin McLeod, and you can mm. find his work in com. And,
0: as always, as his lovely music starts to roll across my voice, buh-bye now.
1: Hey, look, we get music after all. <laughs>
3: Miss signing off <laughs> I'm dead. I'm out. <laughs> Perfect.
2: Bye bye.